0: Hello everyone and welcome to Show Hoppers. Today we'll be covering The Leftovers, season premiere of the third and final season, The Book of Kevin. I am Mr. Sal. I am a high school science teacher here with one of my former students, Kurt. Hello, Kurt.
1: Hi everyone, my name is Kurt. (laughs) I also watched this episode.
0: That a boy, Kurt. Now just as a reminder uh the leftovers is is my favorite series i've seen this is my third watch through of it kurt is watching it all through for the first time uh but i have to say kurt you were very high on season two
1: i was riding the wave yeah
0: i mean how many tens did you give out 10 out of 10s four four 10 out of 10s that's amazing out of 10 episodes
1: yeah, a ten episode. Yeah, that's a so Yeah, forty percent of episodes were a ten.
0: Yeah, so so you are riding the wave now. My prediction has been all along that you will not enjoy season three nearly as much as you enjoyed season two,
1: as did many people.
0: Uh, now, most people, most people rank the seasons two, then three, then one.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. That's that's usually the way it goes. Um, I think I would probably rank them that way, although. They're very close. They're all very close together for me. Two is clearly my favorite season. Uh, And I mean, three and one, it's it's more or less a push, but I'd probably give the edge a little bit to three. Okay. Just a touch, though.
1: But do you think season three will be my least favorite?
0: Mm, It depends on your reaction to the last episode.
1: Wait what? Oh, like the finale?
0: The the series the series finale. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. I think I think you're going to really like season three all the way through, although never as much as season two. I think going into the last episode, you will prefer season three to season one. Okay. And I don't. I really don't know how you're going to feel about the last episode.
1: Well, it, this is a shorter season, so that's already good
0: yep eight episodes that's, that's all. already
1: that's already positive over season one i dragged <laughs> on for a bit no it's good
0: yeah uh see i love the series finale i mean i i think it's amazing i a lot of people most critics think it's amazing i just finished watching season one of lovecraft country which was a, a new series on hbo and there was a podcast that went along with it that was done by one of the writers. Uh, of the series and she referenced their season finale, their season one finale in the writer's room. They talked a lot about series finales that they wanted to try to emulate. And the leftovers series finale was one of them. So uh, it is revered as, as an excellent ending to the series, but there are people who really dislike it.
1: I mean, it's hard to make an ending that not everyone dislikes. My, my question is, the IMDb rating, is it above the average or is it below the average for the finale? Oh, that's a really
0: great question. That's
1: only, that's only how I dictate if it's actually a good ending. No, there's, just, always, there's always people that don't like the ending.
0: Right. You know, I just read an article, a really interesting article uh, on The Ringer about uh, famously bad series finales. Uh, and, and one of the ones that obviously came up, Game of Thrones came up, Dexter came up. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is how they did it. They compared the series finale to the average uh, of the rest of the series. I don't know what the average of the rest of the series of The Leftovers is, but I can tell you that the very last episode has an IMDb, IMDb user rating of 9.5.
1: That's really good rating. It that is a pro-
0: rating. So now, that,
1: that means that most people, I feel like, liked the episode.
0: Okay, yes. Now, you do have to understand, though, like that episode only had 5,875 votes. The pilot of season one. Oh, had less. Never mind. I stand corrected. <laughs> look,
1: look at the finale for season one compared okay. to that.
0: Com- compare the rating or the the...
1: the the votes. Yeah, how many votes did season one finale get?
0: Okay. Then the season one finale had it was a nine point four rating and it had four thousand nine hundred and ten votes, which is less actually. Yeah.
1: Okay. So not bad. Okay.
0: Okay. The season two finale is nine point six rating. The high watermark for The Leftovers is International Assassin 9.7. And by the way, speaking of International Assassin, I need to modify my rankings list.
1: Oh, wait, what? Excuse me? Well, Mr. Sal, we already did our rankings episode. I know, we did. And in that rankings episode, didn't you say the season finale was your favorite?
0: I did, and and I thought about it some more.
1: Oh, then let's leave it there and move on.
0: No. okay. No. <laughs> no. But I thought about it some more, and I've, I've really, I think I need to have international assassin, assassin rank number one, and that's oh,
1: what swapped it back for you. What was your like deciding factor?
0: Oh, this is this is going to sound horrible. Are you ready?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love horrible things.
0: Listening to our podcast about it.
1: Oh. <laughs> well you know what i made some real good points to myself yeah you know what that means you're gonna see our season finale podcast but you know what i'm swapping it back i made even better points
0: it might I, it might come to that but i don't think so i i think there's just so much so much great discussion that can be had from international assassin and every single bit of it is just you could spend half an hour talking about every five minutes of that episode
1: there's just yeah, it is so dense and yeah. so many callbacks while still moving like a plot forward. Yep. Well, it's not the main plot; it's just you know Kevin's struggle. Yeah. And it kind of makes their own story out of it. it and,
0: and the showcase of uh, I'm not just Patty as not not just Anne Dowd as the actress who plays Patty, but Patty as a character from Little Girl Patty to Grown Up Patty. I it's just it's. One of the most unexpected and beautiful things that I've seen in television, yeah. and, and Holy Wayne, and oh, Holy Wayne comes back. <laughs> no, it's like it's a, and uh, quite honestly, I've never seen anything like International Assassin anywhere else.
1: Not for good reason. I mean, that was ruin really the charm of International Assassin. So many shows did stuff like that.
0: Oh yeah, it's, absolutely.
1: It's just they they were gutsy. They did it, and they did a high risk, high reward, and they got the reward. <laughs> That's right. That's all I can be uh, said on that.
0: Yeah. So uh, we, we don't want to relitigate international assassins. <laughs> but, uh, I, uh,
1: before we talk about the episode, though, yeah. I want to talk about
0: homework. Oh, good. Oh, good, good, good. Go
1: ahead. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> you seemed very excited. <laughs> so you know, I, I had you as a teacher, and I never once had you this excited to take in my homework. <laughs> <laughs> never once it's like, oh, Mr. Sal, you forgot to accept the homework. With enthusiasm, yeah, you're like, oh yes, yes. Oh, let me sit back down. Okay, well, give me your homework, Kurt. Well, so I have to ask, was I supposed to notice anything in this premiere episode? No. Oh, okay, good. good. No, i, I was like, I could find a thing. I'm like, I, I was looking, I was looking real hard while I was watching. Like, am I supposed to hear the music? I don't. That's that's pretty cheery music, but I don't think it's the same music. I can't quite remember. <laughs> and then, so here, let me just. So, by the way. Uh, Perfect Strength, that was pretty funny. I don't like the old soundtrack style.
0: Right. The that bothers track? me.
1: Oh, Laugh Track. Oh, yeah. yeah. Laugh Track. Yeah. That really bothers me, but minus that. It was really funny, actually. It is a very
0: funny show. It was, it was my funny. favorite sitcom for a long time.
1: It's, a, it's really funny. But um, <laughs> So my only assumption, so I wrote down a few things of what I think bulky's catchphrase is. Yeah. Uh, At first, I thought it was, what's this? But I don't, I don't think, I think that's just the, the bit for that part. Yeah, not that. Then then I thought it was, this is America. But then I was like, no, I don't think that. I think that's just for like yeah. a bit as well. So I think it's either, it's either don't be ridiculous or it's, of course, he says something. Don't be ridiculous. Or of course not. Or of yeah. course.
0: Yeah, like all together, like, of course not. Don't be ridiculous. Right? Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that is, yeah. <laughs>
0: that is. That is, that is Balky's catchphrase. Oh, okay. And um and you did take note of the uh the theme song the the opening theme song. I already forgot the theme song. Not, now. The, not the theme song, but the credits in general. The opening Ooh, credits.
1: Opening credits. Oh yeah, the style is like the is opening credits always the same way with them moving out.
0: Uh, for season one, it was. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay, so is the song the important part? The song, the
0: song is... is consistent through the whole series. And the song is what I was hoping you would notice. So. Okay,
1: well, I'll have to, I, I forgot what the song is now,
0: but I will I will just listen to that.
1: Yeah. I might watch another episode or two. It's,
0: not it's really funny. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like the
1: laugh track. The only thing that bothers me is the laugh track. Yeah, the laugh track is like real.
0: Over... But you know what? Yeah. It was the 80s. Everything had is. a laugh track. Oh, Although, yeah. I'm not sure if that was a laugh track or if it was actually filmed in front of a live studio audience because that was really common in the 80s as well i think it was i think it was filmed in front of a live studio audience
1: how do you do that
0: like it was filmed (laughs) in the studio but there's an audience
1: why are you doing that though to yourself
0: well i mean you don't have to do it live like it's not that the first um take is what makes it to the television like they'll do multiple takes for a scene
1: well then why are the audience members laughing
0: because it's funny.
1: Yeah, but if they saw it like three times already. <laughs> like, where, where's the funny in that? Um, they gotta be, They've gotta be they got to be cheating in some way or another. They, they
0: might be prompted to laugh.
1: Either they're prompting them, or maybe they're just taking the first time they laughed, or maybe they, they show it to multiple audiences. They take the, all the best cuts from all those. Put together. I don't know. Anyway, that was, that was a while. That isn't really happening. There's not really a live studio audience sitcoms. So are there still any of the, oh. Probably not right now, but
0: I, I don't know actually.
1: <sighs> I remember, I remember laugh tracks. I think uh, I Carly the laugh track.
0: Yeah, but like I said, laugh track is different. I, I'm, I don't rem- I can't, I don't know if it was filmed before a live studio audience. Isn't Big it,
1: Bang Theory film.
0: Um, but that's I mean, also a laugh track. I don't I think know. That's a laugh track. I don't know. I don't know that there are too many that are filmed in front of a live studio audience anymore. the The one that I always remember being filmed in front of a live studio audience was Cheers. That's,
1: that's, that's the one based off Friends? No. Or Seinfeld. No. I can't remember. That's based off the, it's the oh, offshoot of some series.
0: Just predated both of those things.
1: I, okay, what is Cheers based off of? Yeah. Isn't Cheers like an offshoot sequel? No,
0: Frasier is an offshoot of Cheers.
1: Oh, okay, I got the wrong. Okay, okay.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> Cheers? I just don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, the same thing, dude. And serious. actually... Perfect Strangers has a spin-off series as well. Really? Yeah, its spin-off series is Family Matters, which was the the vehicle for Steve Urkel. Do you know Steve Urkel? Yeah,
1: I know who Steve Urkel okay. is.
0: Was... That show was a spin-off of Perfect Strangers. Okay. Very strange, very strange spin-off. Uh, like somebody, also, I don't
1: see the connection here.
0: No, you wouldn't see it from the first episode, but uh, there's a character who worked in the same place as Larry and Balky, Uh and she got her own series, which was Family Matters, and she was like the smallest character on the show. <laughs> it's very strange.
1: <laughs> the tightest or smallest bridge. Okay, well, I'm glad. I'm glad to know that I'm. Um, I, uh, I passed the homework. I figured out the catchphrase. I might, wa- I might watch more Perfect Strangers. Not bad.
0: It's 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 good stuff.
1: It's not bad. It was it was pretty good. I was like, ah, I don't know about this. Just some guy coming over. Okay, it's a little funny it's pretty pretty, ah, pretty good
0: yeah pretty funny so i'm glad that you that you watched that i think it's going to pay off it's going to pay off sooner than later uh i knew i i knew it didn't pay off in the first episode but i wanted to make sure you had it done before the first episode oh
1: wow look at that (laughs) That doesn't trust kurt to get his homework done so he he lies about the deadline
0: well the other thing that i wanted the reason that i wanted to do this was i didn't want it to be overly obvious that you know, I was making a big deal out of it right before the episode where it happened.
1: Okay, fine. Okay,
0: so I wanted it before the season started. Somewhere in this season, Perfect Strangers is a big deal. Okay. Okay.
1: Can I ask now? Sorry, so I just want to ask yeah. now. So one of the Perfect Stranger members lived, right? In the leftovers universe, we know.
0: When they when they lived.
1: Or like, sorry, so like four of them allegedly departed.
0: Right. So they, it turned they out were,
1: one didn't. Right. Faked it. Now, now that I've watched the series, yes, a bit. Oh, I saw the first episode. Yes, like who are the four characters that okay really so, departed?
0: So Larry and Balky.
1: Okay, obviously that's those okay. two. Okay.
0: And then they they weren't in this episode. I don't remember what season they came in, but they they they're roommates. Larry and Balky are roommates, and they start dating another set of roommates, Jennifer and Marianne.
1: Okay, so okay. all four of them departed.
0: Right. So in season one. It was understood that all four of them departed. In season two, it was revealed that Marklin Baker, who played Larry, cousin Larry, mm-hmm. so the American, the American one, yeah, yeah, Marklin Baker faked his departure. Okay. All right. Okay.
1: So Larry's faked it, and not surprised.
0: Right, and so that's that's where that's where we are now. Okay. Okay all right good i'm glad that that's that that's uh you know in your portfolio now and that will pay off for you i think so all right you ready to start talking about the book no, of i'm
1: not okay because you haven't asked me what my rating was for yet
0: that's what, okay fair enough that's oh what, I,
1: I thought we were going with oh okay
0: so i i know that you have been straight sevens on the pre- premiere episodes so far you gave a seven to the pilot in season one which felt like a win to me at the time because you were telling me that you know average is five so seven was like oh that's yeah cool. i
1: feel like my average score thing i gotta maybe <laughs> i'm not giving that as well as i should maybe i i don't know
0: but you then um gave Access Mundi a seven, which felt like a loss for me because that was the first seven I had seen in a while for The Leftovers. Um, this one, I think probably this is your favorite premiere episode so far, uh, but not nearly your favorite episode. So I'm going to say you gave this an eight.
1: Mr. Sal. Yes. Mr. Sal, I... I don't know whether I want to give this a nine or
0: a ten. Oh, I
1: loved this episode a lot.
0: I forgot to factor in the Matt factor, didn't I?
1: Ah, the Matt <laughs> factor is a good deal of it. It's just I—I I like Kevin's character. I like Matt. I like Dean. Oh. <laughs> the, uh, there's so many great things. My characters like I don't care too much about anymore. Like Meg, storyline, Evie did yep. quaboom.
0: Yep, they're done.
1: Right, Jill. Uh, I can already tell Jill's not gonna be part of this season. Fine by yeah. me, right? Yep. Yep. Hasta la vista. <laughs> Jill. Tommy, yep. glad to see you. It's glad to see that you got work here now. I see more of you. Lori, glad to be seeing you. John, no need for that. Erica anymore. Great grand to hear. <laughs> so this is they're, they're really slimming away what I don't need to see, and I'm, yeah, I'm loving it.
0: So, Regarding Erica, I'll tell you this about Erica: Uh, Regina King, who plays the actor who plays uh, Erica, was very, very busy when they filmed The Leftovers, and she was busy like winning and winning Emmys. Like she was like nominated against herself, I think, at some
1: point. (laughs) Why? What what, what, what were her roles that she was playing?
0: I don't really know. I American Something. I I I lose track of all the American stuff. Uh, It was like american crime story maybe
1: okay but she, okay so but she so is she the character that you said makes one appearance this season yeah
0: so she, they only could get her for one episode so erica kind of got written out of the series but she is in one episode this season okay uh, and it's a it's a very good appearance a very strong performance I but
1: can do, I, yeah i like erica for an episode
0: yeah but. um jill yeah there's not the running really.
1: off That's what I presumed was happening here. No, not the real,
0: there's not really much. I mean, I think we'll hear from Jill maybe one more time in this season.
1: Nah, that's I understand having to cut things away. You gave me the warning. I understand.
0: Yeah. And they have to
1: cut characters. I'd rather Jill than some other people. Right, I'd rather Erica than some other people too. Yeah,
0: like, Jill is um Jill and Erica were two people that Damon Lindelof in interviews said, you know, if we had had ten episodes, he would have done more with Jill and Erica
1: understandably
0: uh, and if he could get regina king but um but then he did a whole series with regina king watchman she is the main character in that series okay. but, yeah well but, i you know the, so yeah you 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 identified correctly that they're really trimming down to the core characters and, and actually in this season i think i've told you before uh like this is a full ensemble episode and there is maybe one other no this is like the only full ensemble episode really uh and most everything else is a point of view episode there are two episodes that are really nora and kevin equally
1: mm-hmm.
0: so but there are, with only eight episodes in the season there's this full ensemble one two that are nora and kevin equally one that's just Nora's point of view. One that's just Kevin's point of view. There's a Matt episode. There's, uh,
1: ooh, there's two more, I, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to tell you what the other two are because oh, okay. it might be a little surprising to you. I'll,
1: I'll count my cards then.
0: Well, no, one won't be. There's a Lori point of view episode. Ooh. Yeah, um, and then the other one,
1: I'll just. Tell I presume you. Tommy.
0: No, actually, it's a Kevin Senior point of view. Oh
1: wicked! <laughs> I was wondering when we see senior. Oh, yeah. that's cool.
0: Yep. So, but
1: I, I, I really liked this episode. This is a great premiere episode to me. Yeah,
0: it it is. It is spectacular. I I gave it a nine, uh, and I mean it, it's it's a wonderful episode. I I just can't. I don't want to give it the same ranking that I give like International Assassin, so I don't give it a ten.
1: Nah, but see, my only complaint, I feel like this entire episode is the beginning
0: oh i'm gonna sell you on that you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get this a 10 <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> okay let's talk about the beginning because I, I did warn you that the beginning was going to be not as off kilter as axis mundi but not any of our characters yeah okay uh and i also i think at one point told you that When you watch a beginning, a a premiere episode of The Leftovers, it always starts with a woman losing her family. Uh huh. Okay. So in season one, we had the woman in the laundromat. By the way, an anonymous woman, someone we don't know (laughs) Um, in each case. So we had the woman in the laundromat uh, losing her baby. Her baby departed.
1: Yeah. Some said Karen from the office, incorrectly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) In season two, uh, we had the cave woman who lost her entire tribe and then died and lost her baby. Uh, another woman uh, gathered it up and took it in. And now here we have a woman losing her family uh, to maybe religious fanaticism.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But the, but in one way or another, we get this sense of loss, different types of loss in each case, uh, but loss nonetheless. And w- so let me, let me try to explain what's going on here in this opening, because when you when you research what this is, this ties in so nicely with everything that you're going to see in this season of the leftovers.
1: So. <laughs> you're really trying to sell me on this. I oh. I feel like you've got a suit and a tie on, and you've got a chart outside of my house. You're not like, listen. Let me explain. To you. Look, hey, don't close the door on me. Hey, yeah. You're putting your foot in the
0: door. Look, let me explain this. I'll sell <laughs> it to you. Oh, do you want to know what? <laughs> what? I'm glad you made that. That you you used that metaphor. Uh oh! <laughs> I'm really glad you did, because what is that because what group more than any other Mormons, shows up, not Mormons. Okay, sorry, Jehovah's Witnesses.
1: Okay, my bad. Yes, Jehovah's Witnesses.
0: Mormons do as well, but Jehovah's Witnesses and this yeah. this uh, religious sect that you're seeing in this first scene is a precursor to the Jehovah's Witnesses.
1: Wow! Look at that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. Interesting.
0: So this is a group of people called the Millerites.
1: Oh, I've lo- oh, wait a second. I I've taken I've taken my history classes. Ah, wait, one moment. You
0: you're familiar with the Millerites? I mean,
1: they ring a bell. Let me see if okay. I can. Who who's their leader?
0: William Miller. Oh. Oh. No. no, it's not Miller. <laughs> no,
1: I'm saying it. all. No, I'm trying to see where I I know this from. It's okay, so from the okay. Second Great Awakening. I know that in history. Ah, whatever. It rings a bell, but I okay. don't know why it rings a bell. Go well,
0: on. These, these are the Millerites, all right? William Miller was a, like a farmer. He was a, a sheriff. He was a justice of the peace in upstate New York uh, in the 1800s, okay? Yeah. And he studied the Bible quite a lot, all right? He studied it so much so that he was able, he thought he was able to using the numbers that are given in the bible and mathematical uh analysis based on when things were written in the bible he thought he could figure out the date of the second coming of jesus which would be what became to be known as the rapture
1: yes i i've heard of other, i've heard of other people in like modern day trying to predict oh, the rapture
0: absolutely this,
1: this, this is, okay but was he one of the he's one of the first famous examples of this
0: uh, I don't know if he was one of the first. I mean, Nostradamus, there's, uh, you know, um, whatever the, what was it, 2012?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well,
0: there was all the stuff that happened with uh, the turn of the century, the Y2K. Yeah, but, so, oh, yeah, but he's a
1: famous one known for China. To... Yes,
0: and, and, because, and he was the beginning of two religious sects that you... Uh, probably have heard of the Jehovah's Witnesses and the Seventh-day Adventists.
1: Okay. okay.
0: Yeah, so this is, they both branched off of this group. Now, the, specifically, the reading that he referenced or that he used to do his calculations was uh, Daniel book, or chapter 8, uh, verses 13 and 14, which, thir- this is the way it goes, it says, Then I heard a holy one speaking, and another holy one said to him, How long will it take for the vision to be fulfilled? So he's talking about a vision that he had in a dream that symbolized the end times, the rapture, okay? Okay. Um, The vision concerning the daily sacrifice, the rebellion that causes desolation, the surrender of the sanctuary and the trampling underfoot of the Lord's people. He said to me, it will take 2,300 evenings and mornings. Then the sanctuary will be reconsecrated, okay? So he interpreted that 2300 evenings and mornings he interpreted that to be years as mm-hmm. opposed to um, as opposed to days
1: okay Because uh, two cuz 3, 2300 days have already passed
0: right wow. right 2300 days by the way is uh, something a little bit north of 6 years so it's in between 6 and 7 years okay. so you could think of it as in the 7th year which is where our story is about to take place in the seventh year Mm,
1: bit of a stretch okay
0: it's a bit of a stretch but it's not a huge stretch either okay but he interpreted the 20 2300 uh evenings and mornings as days i'm sorry as years days and so working from i forget what the point was that he worked from i think maybe it was from the writing of
1: Based on so it's eight forty four is the years I kept seeing he wrote down, so we work backwards from that. That's why it got
0: to be yeah, eight, somewhere eight, four or five
1: hundred BC.
0: Eighteen forty four, right?
1: Yeah, eighteen forty four is where
0: yeah.
1: he uh, saw the years that kept getting written down. Yes, so we so work backwards from that, right? That's gonna be like exactly,
0: yeah. He worked backwards from there, um, and I don't remember exactly what it was that happened then. I, I, I want to say that's when the Book of Daniel was written, but I'm not entirely sure. Okay, um, about that. But anyway, um. He made this prediction that it would have that the world would end in 1843. That that was when the rapture would be. So they're taking some liberties with these dates. The dates that they give us on on the leftovers are January 21st, 1844, April 16th, 1844, and then August 7th, 1844. As far as I can tell in my research. um, the uh miller actually only came up with two predictions the first one was just generic 1843 he just gave the year and when 1843 had passed and nothing happened that was called the great disappointment (laughs)
1: sorry Uh, what what a name
0: yeah i know well i mean
1: (laughs) what what did you do i made the great disappointment
0: (laughs) (laughs) i mean historically it's called the great disappointment not I am sure he didn't call it the Great Disappointment.
1: I know, but just imagine you did something. And what does it get known? Yeah, look at it right now. The Great Disappointment, a Millerite movement. Imagine that. Oh my yeah, God, yeah. that is terrible. So,
0: so that was, that was his, his plan. 1843, he said that's when, when the rapture is coming. Um, and it didn't, Great Disappointment. And then some of, some closely related religious groups uh, kind of got in touch with him and said you you, you miscalculated because you didn't account for the transition from Gregorian calendar AD, oh, and okay. so uh, it sh- actually should be 1844, uh, and it should be um, the seventh month of the Jewish calendar, which is October, uh, and so it, it ended up being October of 1844, and again nothing happened, and at that point he gave up making predictions about the rapture.
1: Understandable. Okay.
0: Um, So it's dramatized here in such a way that he makes three predictions and they're all in 1844. Uh, I'm not sure why they chose to to do that here, but these definitely are meant to represent the Millerites or at least something very similar to them. But my God, that year is it's the same year. So I'm I'm guessing it's gotta be the Millerites. Um, And there are like, not photos because of the year that it was, but images uh, drawn of people waiting on hilltops and on rooftops, all dressed in white, waiting for the rapture during the Great Disappointment. Okay, Uh, and this whole first scene, most of it, is set to this song called I Wish We'd All Been Ready by a a Christian band called The Good News Circle. Uh, This is a cover, actually, they weren't the original writers of this song. But if you listen to the lyrics, it's like life was filled with guns and war, and uh, and I wish we'd all been ready. We got trampled on the floor, and and it's kind of depressing lyrics. But um, the the crux of it is uh, you've been left behind. Okay, and that's one of the one of the lyrics in the refrain of the song. So. We get that we we spend most of this opening scene with this one specific family, specifically the the wife slash mother within this family. So there's a, a wife, a husband, and a son. They they're very excited. They go to they go to this church. Miller presents the first date. They're very excited. They they give away all their belongings, including what we see. They give away a goat.
1: The goat man. Okay, so this is okay. So they're giving away their belongings. Okay. Yeah, my, my I just said next day, uh, gives goat to goat man. Or then the next day is next day family made fun of by goat man. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so this makes yeah. sense. They gave away their stuff.
0: Yep. Yeah, so they they figured they had no need for it anymore. So they gave away their possessions. Uh, one of the possessions that they we see give them giving away is a goat. Uh, and goats have featured heavily already, in the leftovers in uh-huh. season two. Uh and there's another prominent goat later in this season.
1: <laughs> okay, good.
0: So goats. Yeah, goats are great. Delicious meat too. Nah. And, and delicious cheese. You know, I milked a goat. Have you? Yeah. Nice.
1: Not well, but I did it.
0: <laughs> good for you. So uh they, they give away their possessions, they climb up to the roof, all dressed in these like rapture robes. White robes, nothing happens. They come down, and the next time that this guy gets a prediction, by the way, this prediction comes from what looks like carrier pigeons, yeah, okay, which we're going to see at the end of the episode. Well, carrier doves, which are actually just pigeons, uh, we'll see those at the end of the episodes as well. Um, you know, doves are pigeons, right?
1: Yeah, let's go with that.
0: No, they, they are.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll accept that for your premise right now, if you want to.
0: I I just want to put that out there because I don't I want not, to. I
1: did not know that they were the okay, same. No, I, I don't, don't know doves and pigeons are the same.
0: Yeah, they are. A dove is a specific type of pigeon, so I I don't want to give the impression that I'm saying it's only these doves that are pigeons. Like all doves are pigeons. <laughs> so, <laughs> and the more you know. Yeah, there you go. So, um, you like time... do you like doves? No, I don't like any birds. You know this.
1: <laughs> yeah, but like... Okay. finish finish your tale.
0: okay so the this time the message comes by messenger bird uh there's a new date and the mother still seems excited about this the father and the son seem less less enthused by this Mm
1: -hmm.
0: okay and when this one also fails and there's a third possibility uh, coming in by carrier pigeon the father the husband has had enough and he actually goes after Miller and he leaves his wife. He takes his, the son with, with them. And this woman is left on her own. Okay. But she, she's back up on that rooftop, trying again. This time there's a storm and she's like, well, maybe this is it. Uh, but it's not. And she's once again, disappointed. She makes the the walk of shame through the town drenched and cold and dirty and and gross and she goes into the church and lays down with these other people who are dressed in their white robes and we don't we aren't sure if they're dead or if they're just basically in the same situation as her by the way we also see each consecutive time less and less people doing this yes
1: i noticed that too yeah less people are on the rooftops each time
0: yep so so but it transitions Right into Evie sleeping amongst the the group of guilty remnant. Now that's a good transition, right there. That's a really nice transition, right?
1: Yeah, that's a cool transition. I love my transition. That's okay. a good transition.
0: Yep. All right. So, does this inform anything that happens later in the episode to you and make you like this more?
1: So I'm trying to think. Um, I understood that they thought a rapture was coming. Yeah, I understand that part of it, and um. So Tracy, what you really added to me, you added to me the historical context of what this is based yeah. off of a little small things, but I mean, I don't, so, I don't see how it ties into the episode itself though.
0: Okay. So a lot of this season is about faith. Okay. okay. It's about where you place your faith. You know, we see it, this it's placed pretty prominently in this episode with this. are right.
1: That Matt yeah.
0: That has written. Right. Um, so Matt, if you think of Matt as being like Miller, mm-hmm. um, and, and prophesying about the se- the seventh anniversary, what's going to happen? Probably nothing. But if it does happen, it's going to happen here, right? He's mm-hmm. he's preaching about all the places in the Bible where seven years is important. You know, he's 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 very much taking on the role of Miller, and people are putting their faith in him. We don't know how that's going to turn out, mm-hmm. but. We we see how it turned out for the Millerites, okay. Uh, we're going to see a lot of that prophesying, a lot of that um, f- uh, faith, be, whether that's misplaced faith or appropriately placed faith. We're going to see a lot of it throughout this this season. This season, more than any other, has met, like just a, an overwhelming number of religious themes. Okay.
1: I I don't really hate this intro uh, yep. beginning though. Like, oh, it's uh, I gotta think about it. I gotta think about this. That's I don't bad. think you're gonna win. Me. I think you're gonna win me over here. When you we're, right. It's up to me. Oh you're not. You're not gonna. I don't think if, that, if that's your case for this.
0: Nah. Well, I just want I just want you to to understand what that this is this was an actual event, uh. you know, embellished, but an actual event. Um, and the the themes of that event are going to be common throughout this this se- this okay of the leftovers. I will
1: uh, I will I will keep this in mind and give my okay. final verdict at the end of the episode.
0: All right. So I do, but I do think regardless of where you <laughs> land on this, uh, it's important for you to just keep this stuff in mind, the context of this scene in mind throughout the season. Okay. Okay.
1: okay. Right. A lot of homework is stacking. I got I got to keep track of. Perfect strangers got to remember a catcher, gotta remember the music. Now I've got to go listen. My, like, how many spinning plates do I need to keep going at once?
0: Oh, so many, don't be ridiculous. Okay, okay, <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Locked All right, there. what's that?
1: I said slow down there. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry,
0: anyway. So, the transition into the guilty Remnant in the, in the visitor center, Evie wakes up, she goes to Meg, and she writes down on the tab on the pad. What are we waiting for? And Meg tells her this story about Siegfried and Roy. Do you know Siegfried and Roy? No. Okay. So, <laughs> Siegfried and Roy... I can, I can
1: only imagine it ends terribly based on the way Meg ends her story. Yeah,
0: it doesn't end well. Okay. So, so. Siegfried and Roy were... Uh, they, they tamed lions and tigers. Okay? okay? Like, white lions and white tigers. Okay. Uh, and they had this, like, really big show in Las Vegas for years you ever go to one Uh, i've been to las vegas they were performing at the time that i that i was there uh i did not see them though okay i I regret not seeing them now
1: but so so mr salgo i i could have seen them yes a better position than i
0: was at (laughs) yes i've never
1: been in a position where i could have
0: but ultimately uh, what happened was roy uh had an encounter with one of the, with a tiger uh, and the tiger basically uh, latched onto Roy's throat and dragged him off the stage. Wait live. Yeah, he didn't die. He didn't die.
1: Oh, okay. okay.
0: (laughs) But he didn't die at at that point anyway. Um, And he defended the tiger saying the tiger was trying to protect him. Okay. But that was the end of the show.
1: I mean, it's all, uh, good for Roy if he lived though, too. Yeah,
0: But he was severely injured. I, I, I don't <laughs> think he was capable of performing anymore after that. But, yeah. So, Meg tells I, the...
1: I, I sorry, I still don't understand how I could... Like, imagine sitting there in the audience and the guy oh. just gets walked off by a tiger. Yeah. I'll show over. To, sorry, tiger. Yeah. Tiger started to go home, took Roy <laughs> with him.
0: Yep. So, I, and, you know... the this this happens with with wild animals. Like there are a lot of in, instances of. I mean, orcas used to be used as performance. Oh animals, yeah, you know. And there are instances of of trainers being killed by orcas. I mean, I don't know who thought that was a good idea.
1: <laughs> but there's like um you know even circuses uh, with animals like uh what's the what's the one elephant Mary you know that one? No, I don't know that story. Oh, uh, well. Uh, I think Mary was just kind of like a violent elephant. I don't know the exacts too much. So look up Mary Elephant. Right, Mary. Yeah, it's Mary the Elephant. Uh, and you'll probably see a photo the second you look up Mary the Elephant. But basically, uh, Mary was a massive elephant. Was part of the circus. She killed someone, a keeper, and people were outraged. They wanted Mary, like they were even shouting, you know, kill Mary, kill Mary. So they hung Mary the Elephant from a crane. Oh my God. Yeah, literally hung the elephant. Oh my God! I'm looking at that picture right now. a yeah, is... very famous photo. <laughs> that is awful. Yeah, yeah. But um, taming animals, especially animals that are typically Ooh. wild, are a uh, yeah uh, hard thing.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, Roy uh, had this encounter. Meg tells us the story about <laughs> uh, about Siegfried and Roy. Uh, basically we see a hole being drilled in the wall as she's telling it it <laughs> says it's just a matter of time before one of those efforts bites your face off so the i think the point that she's trying to make here is the guilty remnant taunts people and taunts people and taunts people they're on your lawn they're smoking in your face eventually somebody's going to lash out against you and she's anticipated this and evie goes outside and there's, she sees a plane overhead, and a missile flies. This this shot's pretty amazing too. We see the whole thing as a reflection off of her glasses. We see this missile come in and oh,
1: is that a nuke?
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> are, they,
1: are they just nuking the city? No hope. No, nah, I mean it's not a nuke, but no, it
0: was not it, a nuke. It's a missile strike, and it it just blows up the whole visitor center and everybody in it.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow.
0: yeah.
1: Hit us with the three years later. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so so Meg's gone, Evie's gone. Like they are definitely trimming down the cast here. Uh, and what do you think of this scene? Killing them off like that? Least, off. I mean, Roy's story, all of it. Yeah,
1: I liked it. I'm down with it.
0: I yeah. think
1: the I think the guilt tournament serves their purpose, at least Meg's. You know the. MGR Meg'S Guilty tournament served their purpose last season. She wanted to kinda of show, you know, miracle bleeds, made them bleed. Yep. Uh finally did the simple strategy of walking on the bridge. Granted, she did put a little bit more complexity onto it, such as tending you a know, bomb threat. But yep. it's about time someone walked over that bridge. And we can see the ramifications three years later. There you go. Oh so, no pass required, no wristband. <laughs> So, that's
0: right yeah and you know all are welcome say, right? say
1: what you want but you know meg meg, meg did that whether that's yeah. for better or worse for the people of jordan i don't quite know yeah. office, they really that well Well,
0: i'll tell you what it is better for the real estate
1: i i know so i'll like get two decks well i don't know if it's better for the real estate now see we talk about the real estate a lot i'll we'll kind of I'll, I'll talk a bit about i i kept in mind for this this episode i don't know why i always want to talk about the real estate though yeah it's so. me no i think so it's definitely bounced back from when it was like a rioting wasteland (laughs) and it might have even so now that they know evie did not depart that that goes to that blemish miracle is still a miracle yep however now that anyone can come in and you don't seem to need to own a home or anything i feel like the house of value isn't still quite as high as when she, I understand, she probably overpaid for the house because she yep. auctioned like three million for it. But I still think the house's value is quite what it used to be, barring the repairs they made to it. But you know, I, I still, I still think it was a bad choice. But you know, if you're buying a house to live in, that's what it is,
0: right? I mean, she, she definitely bought at peak. Like, yeah, she bought at the peak. Worst time to buy because right after that the girls go missing, the value plummets. Right after that the girls are back, but now. It's a, a like a hellscape. It plummets some more. It, it's, it, not, it's back on the rise now. It's not back where it was.
1: Yeah. Because yeah, now anyone can come in. You don't need to own a home or have a visitor pass. So it's like, yeah. okay.
0: But it's definitely higher than it's been since the girls disappeared.
1: Yeah. Oh, certainly. Yeah. I think I definitely think it's at, a, it's at a good point. No one can be happy. Like, you know what? The value went down from when I bought it, but it's a house. I'm supposed to live in it. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not here trying to flip it. So. Yeah. So I think she can be okay with her choice.
0: Nice. All right. So there's we see Kevin, he is now the Jardin chief of police. <laughs> Finally,
1: you say, how did he become the chief of the police so quickly?
0: I, well, you know he's he, actually sure. here's here's the thing. I don't know that there was a police uh force in Jarden before this
1: okay you think it was the ranger? okay rangers we didn't actually see any police are right yeah okay
0: so I, I yeah so i he so he's the chief of police yeah he still wears his mapleton hat i don't know if you noticed that oh i didn't realize that. that that hat says mapleton on it okay yeah it's a uh, policing hat <laughs> yeah he rides a white horse he's got this big beard now
1: also, yeah, I also, this is the season of beards. Oh boy, is Cause, it? Because Matt, Matt, I think, had the beard last season. He's growing out.
0: Was uh, but, well, I mean, maybe Stubble, for, but he was shaving in that season, remember? Oh,
1: yeah, you're right. He was shaving in a scene. So Matt grows the beard. Evan grows a beard. John's yep. got a pretty sick beard. Yep. <laughs> so Tommy Tommys start growing out a beard. And then, you know, we'll start talking business here.
0: Yep. We haven't seen Senior yet, but when you see him. Ah,
1: season <laughs> of the beard.
0: Yep, it is the season of the beard. You're absolutely right, and that, that that's even referenced later in the episode. So it's it's pretty cool. But anyway, so he's got a beard now. He he rides this white horse around. Uh, he tells them to let the people in because all are welcome now. And he ride he he escorts this group of cars into the park, going right by this giant crater where the visitor center was. Are you
1: digging for something.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I'm sure that's what it is.
1: Maybe some ga- <laughs> I think it must have been some gas leak.
0: That's what I'm guessing, a gas leak.
1: I heard us, I think, the cops that it was.
0: That's the story. So, downtown doesn't look like a hellscape anymore, but it looks an awful lot like the encampment did last season.
1: So, so yeah, Party City, the encampment, moved in, became Party Nation. <laughs> they got relegated back down. Like, they're not... They're no longer party like they're better off than what they were. Yep. I think they've fused like Mapleton and Party City have fused... not Mapleton. Jarden. Yep. And Party City have fused to Party Jarden? I don't know what you want to call yeah, this.
0: I like that. Party Jarden. But they've they fused now. Jarden means gardens. This is like a garden party.
1: Yeah. Party
0: Jardin. Party. Jarden Party. <laughs> anyway. Uh, pillar man is still there
1: I was very happy and a Conan O'Brien balloon at least I thought it was Conan O'Brien it
0: was not Conan O'Brien it
1: was not Conan O'Brien I was like oh, that looks like awful like Conan O'Brien
0: that's a Gary Busey balloon so Gary <laughs> Busey departed and these people want to have this giant inflatable of Gary Busey right there so that he knows where to come when he comes back these people are convinced that on the seven year anniversary the people who departed are coming back uh-huh. Did and, you get that
1: out of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was three years later, we, uh, the anniversary from last year. So. Yeah. Oh, I, I pieced that the anniversary... Like I, okay, when they say three years later. It's, like, it's kind of three, a little less than three years, right? Yeah, I
0: because guess Because so. it's not
1: quite to the anniversary, yeah. I thought we were closer to the anniversary than we were today.
0: Well, I mean, two. it's two weeks away. It's two
1: weeks till, but... But when they say three years later... What was it? It was the day of the anniversary, or was the day before.
0: The missile strike probably happened the day after the anniversary. Yeah,
1: but it, then it says three years later. I thought we were on that same day three years later. Oh, like, I we're see. not. We're we're like you know we're two weeks before the
0: yes, departure. Just about three years later.
1: But wait, but yeah, but just about yeah. It's fair enough. It's not a kind of rounding. I'll I'll give it to them. But um, well, when, when they're talking about this, I was like, isn't isn't the anniversary right now? Oh, it must not be. Okay, our look call. But more importantly, this this was another like oh look at that like this whole episode was a bunch of me going hey this,
0: <laughs> there's Tommy. this
1: girl this guy right yep. like it was like hey this guy Tommy <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah Tommy's working for Dad on the police force right. like Kevin worked for yeah. Dad
1: so all I could surmise is one day Tommy will be...
0: <laughs> yeah
1: a lot of this episode was just me going hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's Which awesome. Is really good. I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed. I knew what was going on.
0: <laughs> Very good. That's awesome. But Tommy wants them to take Gary Busey down because it is too tall. And over it, twenty feet. Yep. There's an ordinance that you can't have anything over twenty feet. But the pillar is grandfathered in.
1: <laughs> I do love that. My little guy's like, yeah. <laughs> Ain't no one taller than me.
0: <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but Kevin lets them leave it up, and he deputizes them and so sometimes you just gotta let people uh you gotta just give people responsibilities let them try to help you and and it solves the problem but we he picks up a flyer that's oh i mean he and tommy have this conversation about the birth there the or the dinner tonight right mm-hmm. that keeps coming up
1: and they okay they're kind of short on police staff tommy goes to the bridge but the, what's said what's not said, but you can surmise from the conversation we've never seen Kevin and Tommy talk you're right until now like, this is the first time we're seeing them talk <laughs> unless, unless Kevin <laughs> said a word when he came home oh, fl- oh yeah besides flashbacks, but since like since like season one that time like the time we started seeing season one to now, we've never seen Kevin and Tommy talk. that's true directly one on one ever. So this is this is like, anyone, for the first time for them to finally talk, is just like, like nonchalant. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's just doing this stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's my birthday, by the way. Whatever, so on and so forth. So it's really, I'm just glad to see them talk
0: the first time. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. So Kevin gets back to his horse and he sees a flyer on the ground that says 14 days to go. Now, of course, it's a flyer.
1: Oh, immediately. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Gotta be Matt gotta be
1: man speaking of man i can hear yeah. him
0: <laughs> yes he's he's preaching at the church where he was preaching before but it seems like he's got a much bigger role now and it seems
1: like this might be his church now
0: yeah and he and it's and it's he's saying whatever he wants at this point <laughs> so but he he's preaching about the seven-year anniversary and he references a whole bunch of stuff in the bible daniel which i already talked about the book of daniel once today so here it is again daniel telling the king of babylon that he's going to lose his mind for seven years deuteronomy every seven years you must cancel all debts genesis seven years of famine ezekiel they shall burn them with fire for seven years
1: he's also predicting something
0: exactly just like miller was predicting the rapture matt matt isn't saying what he's predicting but He's, he asks the question, what will happen on the 14th of October, the seventh year anniversary? Probably nothing. But if it does, it'll happen here.
1: Okay. And yeah, why? I'm will, why, trying to, okay. This makes the beginning better. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. And why will it happen here? Well, then he tells the whole congregation about Mary waking up and getting preg- pregnant. And, you know, I had a feeling about this place. She woke up. I had a feeling about this place. She got pregnant. I had a feeling about this. I've got a feeling about this place now. What's going to happen? So, and you know, we see Mary stand up with their baby. By the way, is is named Noah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you familiar with the story of Noah's Ark? Yeah, Noah's Ark. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, let's keep that in mind that the baby that the, the it's not a baby anymore. He, he's you know three years old or so. Uh, I
1: I can't tell children apart.
0: Well, I mean, I if, don't know
1: if I said it before, but I'll I'll say it again. Right, someone yeah. under the age of ten and below. Look, like, I don't know how to treat a kid. I can play with a kid, maybe. But yeah. if you told me to take care of a kid, I could take care of a kid for some time. Yeah, talking to the kid can be a little hard, though.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, this this kid, you know, it's three years after we last saw Mary, and she she didn't have the baby yet at that point. So, so only like two. Yeah. So this this baby is, you know, at at least. Two, you know, two and a half, something like that.
1: Yeah, so i routine two.
0: Not yeah. So, but Matt says that he'll be baptizing people in the newly replenished spring that God has seen fit to refill. And, yeah, and and, and that's all we get in the church. Anything you want to say about the church?
1: No, I was just glad to see, uh, oh, yeah, talking on math series-wide, right? Glad to see he's finally got a large church session back. Yeah. The first time we saw him in, you know, leftovers, he wasn't really rocking. Uh, he kind of had a bit of a failing church, some might call it now. Whether it be his own fault or not. I mean, probably blame him for the reason people stopped coming. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But now the people are loving him here in Jordan. He's got, sure so, so filled to the brim. People are outside listening to a speaker it's, and he can yeah. say whatever he wants. Yep.
0: Okay. Exactly.
1: Good for, him. Good for him,
0: yeah. But Kevin is hearing all of this because he needs to talk to Matt about these flyers because he's worried about what's going to happen on the anniversary, just in terms of crowd control. I think,
1: yeah, he's, yeah, he's more he's got a very logistical uh, perspective on this. Yes, we can't, we can't, he can't hold yep. too many people in this place,
0: yeah. But he, he's going to talk to Matt in the office, so he goes into the office and sees Michael in the office reading something on the computer did you catch what he was reading on the computer no oh. i didn't know i didn't know you actually could i just figured out oh yeah like... you can um you can't read the article necessarily but it is in the mapleton gazette <laughs> and it is an article about kevin
1: interesting
0: yeah And there's a picture of kevin right there it's on the front page uh you can't really make out anything that's said but it's definitely from mapleton and it's definitely about kevin ah yeah but kevin doesn't know what it is he comes in michael closes the computer and kevin asks him if he's watching porn
1: yeah, he's so uh, sensible <laughs>
0: yeah, probably yeah when he talks to to michael about tommy's party uh and matt comes in and denies that the flyer is his mm-hmm. which is ridiculous
1: Do, so you, oh i believed matt <laughs> really yeah Okay. I believed him. But That's no, it makes cool. more sense now that I understand. I cause I I I, glazed, cause I remember he made a prediction. But yeah. He made like a half prediction. He's like, "Ah, oh, I predict something might happen, it might not happen, but if it does happen, it'll happen here." Like he was kind of just like a hedge. Right. The most hedged bet prediction you've ever heard of. So Yeah, exactly. But no, exactly. Yeah, I I think he totally made the Flyers.
0: Yeah, I I, I think he made.
1: them Matt enjoys his Flyers too much. people go he went he went to an advertising firm he's like listen i got a message i need to get pulled across and they were like okay man well we got some packages we got the tv commercial package we've got like the mail uh, people package we've got door to door he's like no 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 no. what's your flyer package i want the best that it's got they're like it comes with one free plane uh signing actually man and he's like, fine just just yeah use that use that like as soon as you can i just care about the flyers just keep printing out those flyers
0: We need Matt handing out Showhopper's flyers. I mean, I guess I don't know
1: how successful these flyers are going to be. His other flyers weren't all that successful. But, yeah, yeah, if you get Matt.
0: Depends on your measure of success, I suppose.
1: Uh, Surely a lot of eyeballs must have looked at it. That's for certain, yeah. If we could get Matt to want to do that, that'd be really grand.
0: That would be awesome. Yeah. But Kevin just wants Matt to tone it down because he can't have this place. What does he say? I can't have this place blowing up again like like it did.
1: Yeah, I can't have this place blowing up again.
0: Which I don't Did Matt or does he say that later?
1: No, he says it right in the shed right now.
0: Okay. He says. Yeah.
1: I don't know if he means like the 3 years ago, mm-hmm. or if like between that time frame like every anniversary departure date a ton of people come in. Gotcha. I don't know. I don't know what he means by that.
0: I think he's talking about th- the three years ago, okay. but but I'm, but you might be right. It might be that this is an annual occurrence. But Matt is uncharacteristically and surprisingly sympathetic to Kevin's concerns, and just says, "Yeah, okay. I, if you need me to tone it down, I will." <laughs> I mean, uh, did that strike you as? Yeah, a- yeah,
1: yeah. Just, just, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Certainly, I was like. Huh disagree (laughs) yeah no fight back
0: yeah that's not matt
1: and i must be that you know matt
0: must see something in kevin that's i think what it is i think you hit the nail on the head i like this i like i like what's going on here a lot oh it's so good (laughs) and then kevin picks up his glasses sunglasses off of the book of kevin did you, you, you no didn't... I,
1: didn't, well, I didn't realize that at the time yeah. okay so this was yeah. the book of Kevin. Texas, a you
0: wouldn't you would know that that's what it, what, it, what it was resting on but his sunglasses he picks him up right off they were resting right there on the book of kevin and you can see throughout the scene matt and michael kind of looking at it like oh i hope he doesn't recognize it. i hope he doesn't open that book you know and they look very relieved when he leaves but matt does ask Michael, did he see it?
1: Yeah, I, I was like, oh.
0: And I mean, what, we have no idea what they're talking about. We assume that he's talking about whatever was on the computer.
1: That was probably a case, too. He might have been the laptop. It probably meant the book. Could have meant the book on the laptop.
0: Pretty certain that he meant the book. Yeah. So, next, anything else about this scene? No. Okay. So, the next scene is in the police station uh kevin is telling his force that there's going to end up being more people than expected for the 14th uh but he approves overtime for everybody and everybody's very yeah
1: what what a cool boss (laughs) yep he knows how Uh, to break news
0: and he introduces agent durst from the department of sudden departures. departure
1: all i'm going to say here is like okay why why is Nora high up here? Why is Kevin, like mmm <laughs> there's like some sort of collusion going on here. <laughs> Did John have a, like a hand on the scale here in their uh, positions?
0: I don't know. I mean, I th- Kevin and Nora are working for two completely independent agencies though. So
1: they are but like Nora seems to be pretty high up in her agency.
0: They I mean she's been here. the DSD for quite a while it seems. So so I think it makes sense that she's kind of in charge of departure uh analysis in in and around Jarden. so she basically she, she gets up there and she tells them you know if a suspect says says departure you get nora she so if a suspect she says this, if a suspect asks for a lawyer you get a lawyer If a suspect asks or says departure you get me so uh they're supposed to report to her with anything about departures and we noticed i'm sure you noticed here that she has this cast on her arm, mm-hmm. uh and Kevin enjoys the cast because then he gets to like scratch her back and stuff anyway the more on the cast uh later in the season, okay, because I'm sure you're wondering why she has this cast on her arm, oh,
1: yeah, that's one of two questions I have
0: oh, what's the other one?
1: Where's Lily? Oh yeah 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 they got they gotta hit on that.
0: yeah. Uh, we i'm sure you haven't asked that question at this point in the episode yet. no
1: yeah, yeah not at this point in the episode right now i'm like, who i mean lily uh, my, my thought is one huh? uh, well oh when i saw noah i was like oh lily's gonna be older Daddy's <laughs> like a like lily's gonna be able to talk now right' she'll be like he'll actually be part of the you know series now can't okay, well we'll see how that goes yeah kinda like a kind of like um i don't wanna I actually i guess i don't spoil the series so i won't say it but a kid in a series uh, that stars a guy that um that kills people. I don't know. There you
0: go. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. I, I I know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, somebody who works in the police uh, department says to Kevin, your hunting buddy from New York is here and wants to see you.
1: Oh, Mister Sam.
0: What, i I mean I gotta know what what level of excitement were you at I was
1: so happy I stood up I was like so <laughs> happy <laughs> like you see people watching sporting events and like you know a, a guy you know, it's American football they get the ball they or they, they they make a a catch and they they you know they they juke past the defender and they're making a run for the touchdown and like people stand up yeah right <laughs> I start I was like D-D. I was so happy I was <laughs> so happy. <laughs> uh, I was ecstatic, Mister Seth, I've been I've been waiting for Dean since the beginning of season two. I know. Wait, no, it's been literally it's been months since yes. I've seen Dean. Yes. And I was so excited. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: i didn't yeah. wait so long. Yeah, it's exciting. But
1: it, 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 I think it was a very well the payoff. I'm very happy to see Dean here. This is this episode just scratched my back, same <laughs> way Kevin scratched Nora's in just all the right ways. That's why I want to give it ten. Like it just hits... <laughs> Everything I like.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, and Dean is pretty awesome in this episode. He is. He's, like, typical Dean. I love it. And it's... But typical Dean, like, magnified.
1: It's, like, Dean, but Kevin's matured, kind of. And he's also... He's a different outlook on life, it seems. Yeah. So he's not... I don't know. He's just... It looks like either Dean kept the way he was
0: mm-hmm.
1: and got worse it would seem even. Yep. Based on what he tells Kevin. Maybe it's true though. Listen, if what Dean says turns out to be true, if, they somehow, if it turns out to be true and they somehow work it into the series, I'll be dumbfounded. <laughs> right? Like, I will be so if they pull this off, I will be dumbfounded. Because <laughs> I can't think of how you can pull this off. In a series, how they made the series so far? If they could pull off what dean claims part of the story i'll be flabbergasted anyway go on
0: so are you are you okay with the fact that we're not going to see amy or the twins anymore oh yeah
1: <laughs> I, I was dreading if we saw them again mean to no know dean so yeah i'm very happy
0: yep okay i don't so, mind so dean's out there theory and he's t- now he says to kevin i tried to keep you out of this do you remember anybody else saying to kevin i tried to keep you out of this Oh. senior says that to him when he gives him the national geographic magazine
1: oh you're right at the diner
0: they tried to keep you out of this but dean's saying the same thing here i tried to keep you out of this he tells kevin our prey has adapted
1: <laughs> it used to be easy killable
0: yeah yeah and then he goes on to to tell the story of this wyoming senator uh woodrow huffman the incumbent mind you
1: yes that's a big part yeah
0: well i don't know why that's important but he's
1: very that means he's been in for a while
0: i guess yeah um he's at this fancy fundraiser dean is undercover on the catering staff
1: yeah okay so he did that when he said i i i thought did i miss hear that Say undercover, like <laughs> undercover catering. What?
0: <laughs> yep, no. he was undercover on the catering staff, and this guy, even despite all this fancy food, asked him for a peanut butter sandwich.
1: <laughs> and- Listen, say what like, Dean is a nice guy, he gave Kevin a truck for free.
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah, uh-huh. yep. But Dean has this sandwich with him in a cooler. In a plastic bag, and he'll only take it out with plastic gloves on. And he wants Kevin to test it for canine DNA because dogs love peanut butter.
1: That is true.
0: I did not know that dogs love peanut butter.
1: I don't know if they love peanut butter. Have you seen a dog given peanut butter?
0: Yes, I have.
1: Yeah, they start looking constantly. I don't know if they love it. I think it's more like, yeah, they like it. It was hard for them to eat easily since it's small. Like whole- Well, keep looking at.
0: Well, regardless, he wants Kevin to test this thing for canine DNA. Now, what I love the most about this scene—tell me if you noticed this—is the dramatic music. Oh,
1: yes,
0: (laughs) the whole time it's so
1: dramatic. I'm like, what? What's going on here, Dean? Okay, I'm like, I'm like, okay. He takes a peanut butter sandwich. I was like, that's kind of ridiculous. But let me listen. Yeah. Okay, Wyoming Senator. Yeah, and it, it keeps it going. And then, like, then the music just goes, you know, it crashes, man. Like, it just ends when it comes like, huh? But, it abruptly stops. Yeah. Kevin is like... I, I was like, okay, so Dean's what sets the whole of Season 3 into motion. Okay. Right. Let's see what happens here. Right. Well, this may not the whole of it, because the anniversary is coming up. But Dean's going to, he's going to, he's going to cause a pretty big event here for Season 3, it looks like. And, I mean, maybe he did, but... Certainly not the way I thought.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but he says, that's how the world ends. The dogs become the president. A dog <laughs> the president. That's how they get their finger on the button. <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> what a jerk, goes, paw. That's how they get their paw on the button. And uh, And Dean immediately turns. Like, he recognizes immediately as soon as Kevin says paw... That Kevin is out on this, uh, and Kevin tries to tell him it's all in your head. He, and while he's talking about this being all in Dean's head, he has a flash of Patty at the well. By the way, uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, uh, and he te- a lot of flashes. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. He tells them that he wants to. He he wants him to. Uh, he wants to see him tomorrow. They'll talk tomorrow uh, about it. And. While he's going through all this, Dean pulls out a dog whistle and starts blowing out, I assume, to test to see if Kevin's a dog. <laughs> so, are you uh, buying any of what Dean is selling?
1: I mean, we haven't tested the sandwich yet, so...
0: <laughs> well, now we can't.
1: No, because the, the dog took it back?
0: The dog ate it. I mean...
1: That's pretty damning (laughs) evidence. It is, right? The dog, all that, like, crime scene. Dog runs in, takes a sandwich, runs out. If I've ever seen an extraction mission before, that's one right there. (laughs) That dog is part of, like, the secret dog force
0: agency. Oh, no. Well, we'll just have to see if any of this dog stuff plays out. Like, I loved this scene in this episode.
1: Like, these are all such great scenes in this episode. I I really want to give it a 10. Like, I don't... I'm surprised you can give it a 10, maybe. I, I mean, it's not, it's not as much a story, but it's just catching up what yep. has happened. And I just... I love the catch-up. And, like, and But
0: you know what? Honestly, it's a, it's a great setup to the rest of the season. Like, really. Like, all this the is, stuff... This is the best season premiere I've ever seen. Oh, so the thing is, I don't like
1: pilots. Premieres are different. Yep. And pilots because you can have a really good premiere i've had tv shows where they have a really good premiere almost like a finale like they have a big payoff in the premiere yep and uh this isn't really the case in terms of a payoff but i just i the whole time i'm loving it there's never a dull moment
0: so good it, i thought
1: this next thing would be a bit of a dull moment but no
0: oh uh, this is this is pretty awesome <laughs> i was
1: like oh, isaac at work again well figures I Not isaac. back
0: in not Isaac, but rather John doing the Isaac style palm readings,
1: and he's not even a sidekick.
0: Yeah, which which is a which is a bit of a shocker to see him doing this.
1: Exactly, a bit of a hypocritical thing.
0: Yes, yes, but this just shows where John is now relative to where he was at the end of the season. And remember what happened to John at the end of last season? Oh,
1: he was a broken man.
0: Oh, totally broken. I, you know, he and Erica were. Deeply on the rocks, he had just shot Kevin and seen him come back to life, and his daughter forso- 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 forsook him.
1: or has forsaken?
0: His, well, she has for- forsaken.
1: Forso- him. For- so- yes, he's, he she wronged him.
0: She wronged him big time. So she did him dirty.
1: Yeah, they did him dirty, and then yeah. died, presumably.
0: Yeah exactly so he was completely broken you put it perfectly but here he is doing palm readings and how does how could he possibly know what to say to people well, he's because...
1: charming he's still super charming
0: oh yeah but in a completely non-threatening way now uh,
1: yeah i was i was i this whole, john doesn't really have any big roles in this episode or anything Yep. and i don't know if he ever will
0: but he definitely is a major character, a main character in this season. But he doesn't get his own point of view episode. But he is a main character in the season for sure.
1: But he, he, he's nowhere near as intimidating as he used to be.
0: No, not once th- this whole episode.
1: I, I was expecting like the the John, but he's just such a such a nice guy.
0: Yeah, he's got he's got these big round glasses and this bigger mm-hmm. beard now. You know, he's grown his hair out a bit, and he just like he looks less threatening, and his whole demeanor is less threatening now. And you know it's it's almost you know gentle and welcoming. It's it's very very strange to see John. I don't trust him. You don't?
1: Uh nah, no. Nah, nah. I mean I like him as a character, don't get me wrong, one of my favorite characters, but I don't trust him.
0: Okay. Don't right. don't
1: get too close to John.
0: Alright, we're planting that flag.
1: Oh, I don't really want to play ah sure, why not?
0: <laughs> all right. But he he is doing this with literally Laurie in his ear. <laughs>
1: Looking at the guy's Facebook, just
0: uh, is this
1: Go ahead. Well, I'm trying to say, like, what do he do if they don't have a, a social media? They they can't easily find. Uh, I'm sure the, they have some sort of throwaway I, thing to say or refund them or.
0: I think they're I think this is actually addressed later in the season, but I can't remember for oh, sure. Okay. But I can't new. remember um but uh, so i'm going to defer to a later time to to talk about that I but
1: my episode, or dodge my question
0: well ask it again when we see them doing this again okay all right yeah so th- this is i love this because this is for Lori, this is exactly what she's been looking for i
1: know that's what i was thinking too like <laughs> she, she was using tommy for this yep but uh well i understand timers will to do it but John and me, the te- team John and Lori, team yep. Jari, Lon, whatever you want to call it.
0: Well, Jari. Jari. I like Jari better. Hey,
1: Jari. I was like, oh, how sweet. Yeah. I wonder how Erica feels. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, as it turns out, Erica doesn't care what John does at this point. <laughs> because Laurie and John are married
1: yeah I I know when these I was like okay they're together no they're married I was like oh wow
0: <laughs> I've always wanted to know what happened in those three years to bring these two together and get them married
1: exactly like what so their first interaction was John seeking out Kevin to basically to basically kill him yeah and him going who are you yeah <laughs> So that's that's his first interaction with her, and this is the current relationship. Kevin's ex, like ex-wife. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, uh, on another side note, at least Kevin and Lori are still rock, like they're uh, great on them. For yeah, how fractious yeah. their relationship has been, and I mean, obviously they're not in a relationship anymore, but yeah, yeah good on them.
0: From a, a dysfunctional marriage to a very functional divorce.
1: A very functional divorce, and yeah. I wouldn't even say work. it's not like they work together, but just like a neighborly relationship.
0: Yeah, French, I, mean, I mean, she's
1: invited to. I guess Tommy. I guess Tommy is actually kind of her son. Never mind. <laughs> I, was like, I was like Kevin's son, and actually, Tommy's not even biologically related to, to Kevin. But still, yeah, Kevin's son in his but way.
0: But Kevin and John seem like buddies.
1: They do. They seem like great buddies. Yeah. And I I think it's funny now how Tommy now the stepbrother to Michael.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And even when you know, when John comes into the room and starts kissing Lori, Kevin's got a smile on his face. He's like, Yeah, good guy. It's good for good for you.
1: But 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 there's something else though, Mr. Stella, that you didn't think of quite yet. That I just now thought of. If what? Tommy is step uh brothers with Michael, you know who else is his stepsister? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think about that until now. That's kinda weird. That that
0: might be one of the reasons why she's written out of the Season. Yeah,
1: yeah, fair enough. I mean, yeah, yeah, they're gonna marry Lori. Yeah, that listen, that's that's a road you don't want to go. Down.
0: Yeah. Well, there's never any indication that they're still together. Actually. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. That that's fine, but that is that is that is odd. <laughs> that's weird. Yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah. That's that's not that's not a road they wanted to go down. I don't think.
1: I uh, yeah, I don't believe it. But that is. Oof.
0: Nope. <laughs>
1: I I would not want to be part of that anyway, though. Yeah. So so glad to see this. And yeah.
0: Yeah. So do, now do you think this this scam? I mean, you and I have talked before about you know what's a, what's justified and what's not. Like you you argued that having Tommy give the holy hugs was was uh, a good thing because it pulled people out of the guilty remnant, even though it was BS,
1: uh-huh.
0: right? this is this better or worse than the holy hugs?
1: So. People that are doing this. So let's think back to Meg as a case study. Meg came and basically did the same thing. Went to Isaac. Yep. uh, Same thing. But she was displeased with his. The the people that are doing this, that are going to psychics uh, for their loved ones, like thoughts or anything related to it, are grieving, and they wanna. They basically want a good answer. Yes. Because if you give them a bad answer, they're just gonna grieve more. They're just gonna make them upset. In, In Meg's case. Isaac presumably told her the truth and she just didn't like the truth right it just didn't make mm-hmm. her happy uh it seems like Laurie and uh John are not telling the obviously they're not telling the truth they don't seem, they don't have any psychic ability it appears but are just right. trying to make them happy which yeah. while it's not the truth accomplishes probably the best outcome for the person going in there which is kind of helps them grieve and get past that mhm so, I would argue this is better than telling them the truth, in terms of them living their life. So, if they would pay Isaac money for the truth, I think that this is an equally fine service.
0: Alright. I definitely agree that this is more above the boards than the Holy Hugs.
1: Okay, yeah. Well, why, why is that?
0: So, the Holy Hugs... Holy Hugs. were an out and out lie i mean just a complete lie there could be there is a chance that what they are that what Lori is saying to these people is actually true
1: i see what you mean okay i see what you're saying because um yeah but she i i think it's still the same like i mean i i don't i don't agree with that reasoning just because yeah it could be true but she's just making it up off the top like she has she's no way of knowing if it's the truth or not okay that's just i understand what you mean that like the hugs are like a complete lie because the hugs actually don't do anything right but the faith is still like equally as bad in my opinion okay as the hugs compared to this
0: but here's another example of people and where they place their faith okay Mm -hmm. Not Laurie and John, but the people who go to see Laurie and John, yeah, placing their faith in John as a palm reader.
1: Oh, it's just swindling fools.
0: but it's so it's so it's not necessarily about it's not about swindling them though, because he shreds the money. I was gonna say, yeah,
1: he shreds the money afterwards, so it's yeah. not all swindling, is it? No, now see. I got I got a lot of gripe to spread. first of all that's illegal. to just shred money. <laughs> right, that, number one, that's illegal. Number two, there's so many uses for that money. I know. First of all, that's that's totally off the books. You're not paying taxes on that, are you, John? How no, can us? <laughs> I mean, I guess you probably wouldn't want to say that you're a palm reader that cheats. I guess you could just say you're a palm reader. But yeah, no. you can donate the money at least sure why are you shredding the money that that to me is like a, such a selfish thing to do is shredding that money
0: yeah
1: you could do so much with that money i understand taking the money it's part of like um placebo effect right the more invasive the more you know realistic it is making them pay especially the more you make them pay the more they're willing probably to believe that it's real
0: yeah i think laurie says as much at this in this scene
1: oh okay there you go so so making them pay is perfectly fine Just, yep why you gotta go burn it and i burn it shred it I know. Such a waste. It is a waste. Such a waste.
0: But anyway, the reason that Kevin is here at all is because he wants Lori to talk uh, to Dean. And she agrees to do it, but she kind of gets on his case for telling someone that's delusional that they're crazy. And and this is exactly what... We had this discussion. Yeah, she did to him in episode... uh, Whatever, whatever number episode seven um, most powerful adversary was.
1: Was that six? Was there a gap episode between when he drank the poison?
0: It was seven. It was was the episode he drank the poison. Seven, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So uh, she basically said, you know, you never tell somebody who's in the middle of a psychotic break that they're in the middle of a psychotic break. And Kevin's like, but you just did it to me. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah. And then you went and drank poison.
1: i just, just saying, yeah, I was wrong. Yeah. Well, I think my point held there, which is, if someone knows that they're crazy, it's okay to tell them that they're crazy. But Dean doesn't know he's crazy. No, he he's crazy. doesn't. Because so, Kevin was seeking help, so I think I that was my rationalization of it, of why she could tell Kevin he was crazy and it's okay. But it doesn't seem like Lori even thinks that's fine either, so...
0: No, it's it's not. <laughs> not for her, but anyway, she does agree that she'll talk to Dean, but she's not gonna get that opportunity. So anyway.
1: Oh, we don't know that. Maybe maybe she went and saw Dean and told him it really escalated oh. things.
0: Oh, okay. No, that, no, I doubt that <laughs> No, that's that is one thing I have to say. Lori does not seem like she's a very good psychiatrist. <laughs>
1: Listen, we know she broke a patient confidentiality.
0: Yep, we know that. We know that she told Patty uh, she should poop in a bag and put it on Neil's porch.
1: Bit, bit of a, bit of an illegal act, too. Yep. <laughs> you know, she told Kevin he's crazy, even though she believes in her best medical opinion. It's not a good idea to tell people crazy people right. that are you know having a an episode of some sort. That in that same are.
0: conversation, she, she says yeah. that and yet she tells Kevin that he's, he's in the middle of a psychotic break. So I'm not sure that we can necessarily trust Lori's judgment as a therapist. She's,
1: she's uh, an
0: interesting character. Yeah, she definitely is. Uh, but anyway, uh, anything else you wanna say about this scene before we go to the surprise party? Nope. Okay, so we're at the surprise party. Uh, Tommy's making his wish and he offers to give the wish away and he kind of looks specifically at Nora Um, and Nora says, nope, it's your wish, honey. You, you go for it, you know? Um, and that kind of ties into what you were talking about earlier with Lily.
1: So, uh, another thing I, by the way, this is the scene where I noticed Lily was missing. Yes. During this party scene. And then soon we see Jill and she brings it up. But this, this just reminded me of a back in season one finale episode, the guy, uh, that was part of some sort of church. He was part of, you know, he had a bus. Yes. And he asked Tommy if he needed any help. Yep. I don't know why, it just reminded me of that. Just even though it's quite different. It's not, he's, yeah. this isn't a stranger. It's a, I guess he's offering to help, but not in terms of actual helping, just you can have my wish, I'll wish for you. Yeah. So that's what that reminded me of. Just
0: yeah, no, that's, that's a good, yeah, that's a good call. I like that. I like it a lot. Good job, Kurt. Okay, thank you. <laughs> anyway uh w- during the party uh Jill arrives at the door this is the house where all the f up people live she says as as she uh as her her father opens the door uh and the guys all sit on the porch telling stories about when they were twenty five yeah which this is pretty cool scene I like this Matt's got the best story who
1: Matt Matt. <laughs> Yeah, that's got the best one.
0: <laughs> what? his missionary work?
1: Yeah, missionary. Eight brain cows hallucinated and puked for five days. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess Kevin's whatever. You know. Yeah. So, it's, it, I oh my wow. I I was wondering why Matt was acting weird in this episode. I was like, okay, I'll have to note that for later. I I haven't thought about this scene, since oh yeah, finishing the episode. But now that I have. Oh. Makes so much sense, Mr. Sal. This is such a great
0: episode. It is. It's really, really great. (laughs) This
1: this has got to be a ten in my books. I I can't see any way not
0: to not give this a Ted Awesome!
1: This is so great.
0: That's awesome. Well, I can't be lower on this than you.
1: Like this is this is. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) Like I, I'm trying to think. Like I really like this episode. I'm trying to think. I might like this more than International Assassin. Like I like this episode a lot wow that's a really good episode
0: it's it is it's awesome so when it comes to kevin's turn he does does kind of look in the window and see nora cradling noah
1: and yeah this is where i realized oh where's lily Like i I surely would have seen lily by now
0: yeah yeah but no you haven't but kevin tells his age 25 story and about the car accident where uh he and Lori collided uh and it turns out that the well, and that's so. That's where he met Laurie and Tommy, and it turns out that the switcher on the light was busted. And he says it was divine intervention. Now, Mike, Michael, <laughs> and Matt perk right up.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I wrote that. Like Matt seems mad, slash confused. Oh yeah. And he, I, he has never heard this story. And like, why is Matt upset about this?
0: But now you know better. Now. You... Oh
1: yeah, Matt's like this. That's just good source material for the book.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Kevin, as an author,
1: he's like. Ooh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah it's it's pretty awesome uh so so matt asks him what do you mean <laughs> <And> <laughs> Project. He's, he's like elaborate on that <laughs> <laughs> if you could do it in archaic old english i would Here, appreciate
1: one moment just help me think i'm not don't worry i'll I- did you say that again
0: <laughs> uh all right, so Jill's farewell scene. She says, "This is the last time we're ever going to see each other because the world is ending." Aha, um, uh-huh, very funny. Also, notices that Kevin is still wearing his crown. Did you notice that he's been wearing a crown through this whole scene? Well,
1: wait, well, I this was because it's the book of Kevin. He's,
0: yeah. Uh, okay,
1: <laughs> fine. I, I mean, okay.
0: But she asked him about Nora. How's Nora? Does she ever talk about Lily? And Kevin says no. So we know now, so where we may have noticed Lily's absence, we now know that something has happened with Lily. Mm -hmm. We don't know what it is, but Kevin and Nora apparently never talk about it. Yeah. All right. Anything you want to talk about in the party that we haven't already?
1: Uh, No. Goodbye, Bill.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: You had your highs and you had your lows. I'm sorry what they did to you. Uh, season one, you're a very big character. You waned a lot more in season two. Bad to see you go.
0: Yes. Yes. You were beloved. Yes, Jill. Yes, you were. Okay. So uh, <laughs> that's enough of that. Uh, in the bedroom, Kevin and Nora start talking about how they met. And they they well, Kevin gets it wrong, yeah Kevin that they met at the divorce court, and Nora reminds him no, we met at the school dance or not the school dance at the at the the community dance, where you told me that you cheated on your wife, yeah, so not very romantic in either scenario, yeah <laughs> what does Kevin say Kevin says uh, it, we met at divorce we, court and told me to f my daughter,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. They got to change the story. They got to work on this story.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. But um, he tries to bring up Lily. Oh no, I'm sorry. He tries to bring up uh, with Nora uh, that she he noticed her hanging out with Noah. Yeah, holding Noah. Nora almost immediately initiates sex. <laughs> almost like completely. Ignores where Kevin's trying to go with this, just straight to sex.
1: Okay, that, that ties to the question. She also gets her cast off uh, the day after tomorrow.
0: That's right. Yes.
1: Can I ask? Uh, choose not to answer if you don't want to. Are the cast and Lily related?
0: Mm, I'm not going to answer that. Okay. Okay. But yeah, so he. This is this is gonna become. I want you to just pay attention to this when, because you're gonna see this again. Okay, whenever something serious comes up w- between Nora and Kevin, they seem to postpone talking about it to have sex. Okay? <laughs> what? Yeah. Is it, wait. Is
1: this a mutual thing? Like, will Nora ask Kevin something? Kevin's like, ah, oh, yeah, why? <laughs>
0: uh, I think it's mostly initiated by Nora.
1: What a tactic.
0: But yeah, I mean this this is this is gonna kind of become their M O that that they just you know they sidestep any serious talks about serious issues and just have sex and try to uh, think about it, screw the pain away. So, oh, yeah. Anyway, but I mean it's clearly what's happening here.
1: Okay. Yeah. So yeah.
0: I, I think Nora very clearly sees where Kevin's going with this and just doesn't want to talk about it. So to take his mind off of it and hers. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so and we actually get to see Kevin fall asleep.
1: I know. I was like so when, when they were showing like, you know, his eyes turned to drift, I was like so is he actually gonna sleep or is anything crazy gonna happen now?
0: Right. Surely he's
1: gone past this. And it seems like it seems like he's gone past it. I was wondering, they they told us that Dean was staying in like a trailer somewhere. Right. So I was like, is he, he going to go be with Dean? Like, when he woke up the next day, I was like, like was he there all night? Did he go out with Dean? Like, Dean's around.
0: Well, there are no handcuffs, mm-hmm. and he wakes up in exactly the same position in which he fell asleep.
1: And yeah, it, it, it would appear that he did not wake up.
0: Yeah, that's what it looks like. So.
1: Or we're trying really good
0: at it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Nora's going to go for a bike ride, and uh, Kevin's going to suffocate himself.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so this scene oh, God, I was not expecting this. No way. There's there's I was like so I I got international assassin vibes cuz he went to go pick out his outfit. Yep. Said, oh, okay, picks the cop for today. That's his job. That's his mission. Mm-hmm. Makes quest. Sense. He, and he grabs out his cufflinks box, puts it down. Okay, that's odd. Takes a roll of duct tape. I was like I mean, I'm not a cop, so I don't know. Okay. Odd, and he just lays strip. So I was like, "Why did he put a duct tape like right over his legs?" And then, and then I understood once he started putting a bag over. So I'm okay." Yeah. So, I mean, I have a lot of questions just in terms of because yeah. yeah. we don't see how the scene ends. Like, did Kevin break the bag? Did he just sit under the bag without air? Did he?
0: So, we they, so they they
1: flash back. Yeah, they flash back to the hotel. Yep. My question is: Did he visit the hotel again?
0: Right. I mean, we know he comes out of the door in the very next scene, so we know he didn't like ultimately die.
1: But did he? Yeah. Did he? Did was he like, hey, Australian man, nice to see you, Virgil.
0: Still doing good, I see you here. <laughs> like, Just walking you, around. Any birds in the lobby? Yeah. <laughs> but, How's karaoke night going? So. There, please, no
1: water for me. Uh, I'll some when I'm alive again is like let me grab the cop outfit that's the easiest quest by the way guys all you do is sing a song <laughs> right. we got a really good at homeward bound if I hear him singing this season. <laughs> so
0: so yeah I mean all the, these are all this, these are legitimate questions like is what's the point of him doing this is he trying to go to the hotel Is and, he now,
1: it, and have, having finished the episode again it brings up can Kevin die in Miracle right
0: Right. I don't know. I
1: mean, and, and i sort of like where the season might be going, though, in terms of immortality.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, can Kevin die in Miracle exactly? Is he testing that theory? Maybe I can't die in Miracle. I'm going to try this out. You know, is he, or is it? Is it more like what
1: Nora did before? He, exactly. Yeah. You
0: know, that too. Is he just trying to feel something? You know, uh, I imagine that. Dying and going to the International Assassin Hotel and and doing these quests probably dulls real life when you get back to it.
1: You're right. Yes, it's almost like a high in its own way.
0: Yep, yep. So, so I imagine there there might be some of that, but regardless, this seems to be common practice for him because he has a lot of plastic bags and he's hiding the duct tape.
1: Well, he doesn't. He, he just uses the. The dry cleaner bag,
0: yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. But he's he is hiding the duct tape in the cuff. He is, he
1: is hiding. Yeah, but I mean,
0: it's just duct tape.
1: I think you explain that away. Like, I know, never know we need duct tape.
0: Oh, before. you definitely can explain it away. Or
1: or it's just initiate sex. There you go. As, as I've heard
0: <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. By the way, I cannot imagine being Justin Thoreau act acting this scene out because I know I was
1: wondering like like. How do they, like... What's what's going on? What's the what's the safety measures here?
0: It's, is
1: there a guy, like... Because the camera does get super close to them. So is there a guy with, like, scissors right nearby? Like, two guys with scissors at a moment's notice? Like, if Justin... Justin, if you close your eyes, we're, we're, we're opening that bag right up, okay? Yeah. Are they, like... Are they, like, hey, breathe slower, right? And we'll... Or... I don't know. We'll, we'll record in higher FPS and we'll slow it down so it looks like you're doing it. Just to do it really slowly when you breathe. It'll make it look like it's real time. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know how they pull it off. I don't know if like behind where we can't see they have some like oxygen coming into it. But uh, that it looks I doubt realistic. It. I, I doubt it too. I think I think he just did put a put a bag over his head. Yeah,
0: I mean the way it looks sure. when he takes breaths in where it just sucks to his mouth and nose. I mean, it looks like this is the real deal. And, I mean that—that's incredible, uh, that's crazy. But I
1: mean, yeah, what a com- what a what a commitment right there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I feel
1: like I feel like he made me do that. I be like okay, wait, I got to get a good breath in before I can do it. But I would never be able to get a good enough breath in. That I gotta go. Oh, wait, that's not good enough. I <laughs> just I like, yeah. be able to. Oh.
0: yeah, seriously. Oh man, but he is fine. He comes out the door and he goes to the spring where the where. There's where Matt is supposed to be baptizing people, and there's this group of protesters there who are kind of like Guilty Remnant antithesis. They're They're, like,
1: they're the Guilty Guilty Remnant. That's what they seem like. The GGR, another offshoot. We feel bad for the Guilty Remnant, (laughs) remember the Guilty Remnant.
0: Yes, and I actually wrote exactly that. This is like a guilty remnant for the guilty remnant. So, you know, they're wearing T-shirts with EV on them. Uh, they they're calling uh, the missile strike the presumed missile strike,
1: uh, the alleged
0: missile strike, yes, the alleged missile strike and assassination of ninety six guilty remnant members. I don't.
1: I don't want to give this conspiracy theory I any mean, credence. Okay,
0: mm-hmm.
1: my man Kevin told me like it is. I'm gonna go with it.
0: Okay, good for you. There
1: was no missile strike.
0: It was gas leak. Gotcha. But there, I'll tell you what. There were there were ninety six guilty remnant members in there, and Um,
1: they didn't smoke so frequently.
0: Yeah, yeah. They start chanting their names: Megan Abbott, Evie Murphy, and so on and so forth. Then, then a fight breaks out, and rather than break up the fight, Kevin, who just got done suffocating himself and walking out the door unscathed oh by the way these protesters are here and the, the uh, matt and, and michael are upset because the protesters have thrown poison barrels into the spring
1: yeah but they presume or- is poison
0: presumed yeah but i mean there are barrels that are labeled toxic or whatever um and, and but that's that's the that's the reason this fight breaks out because. Yeah. Because they did that. Kevin, who just got done suffocating himself and surviving, decides not rather than break up the fight, he's just going to jump in.
1: Well, you know, it's a hot day.
0: Oh, I'm sure it is.
1: He's, he's, he's at, this is a Sunday morning. He doesn't really have to work. He'd rather just, you know, enjoy his day, go for a nice dip in the, the baptizing water hole.
0: Yeah. So, or- so what do you think it is? Do you think... That he jumps in because he knows it's not poison, or do you think that he jumps in because he knows that he can't die in miracle? So even if it is poison, he'll be okay. I
1: think he just wants to feel something. I don't. I don't know if he quite knows he's. Uh, I, I I I it's, it's definitely an option two more than option one. I question how much he knows that he can't die, but he clearly knows it to a degree. If he's you know suffocating himself, All right frequently
0: is, is option three. He doesn't care if he dies.
1: That yeah, I was gonna go with that. I think it's a combination of two and three. Okay. He both doesn't care if he dies, but he's also realized I'm kind of immortal. If 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 you're testing your immortality, you must kind of not care if you die. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. You're you're risking it still in a way because what if you're not immortal anymore and then poof.
0: So. Yeah. Fair enough. So the water it turns out is fine, or did Kevin purify it? <laughs> I,
1: I'm not gonna go with that he purified. It. I'm not giving that much credence. Yeah, that's but true. I will. I will. I will say. I just want to. I just want to bring everyone's attention here that these protesters are liars. Nothing but liars. They're claiming that they were missile-striked. 96 guilty remnant. Those are lies. They lied about the poison. They're liars. Don't trust them people.
0: I guess so. They're like the John Locke of guilty remnant. Guilty remnant. They
1: are they're they're straight liars, so anyway.
0: Well, I know that you don't believe that Kevin purified the water, but that is what Matt and Michael seem to think.
1: Yeah, uh, listen, he, he might have, he might have purified the wire, water, but I just, eh, nah, I'm not gonna. That's just that seems a bit too much for Kevin to me because Kevin, I can get with Kevin living in Miracle, but I was trying to like purify stuff, maybe. I mean, because it, it, in order for him to live, for that to happen, it, it just, it's purified. Eh, maybe.
0: Okay, well. But anyway,
1: regardless, though.
0: Thank yeah, you, We're left to wonder, but Michael and Matt seem, that's the implication that I get, that Michael and Matt are very interested in this, because it makes it seem like he purified the water. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Michael just wades right in and baptizes Kevin. With, without Kevin's consent, I'm like,
1: yeah, like, "Trust me." Kevin's like, "I, be
0: To the point where Kevin gets gets out and says, "That didn't count." <laughs> <laughs> but while he's being baptized and dunked under the water, he flashes to the hotel. back yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, Kevin is soaking wet, so Tommy drives him home, and and Kevin, uh. And he says that he believes the story about that the visit about the uh, visitor center. Tommy believes the protesters that it was a missile strike. Kevin recites very almost robotically the official story that there was a gas leak and one of the members lit a cigarette and the place blew up.
1: As as is the truth.
0: Okay, you're 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 siding with Kevin here.
1: Well, I don't think there's any evidence to the contrary.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you don't believe what you saw,
1: not the- what a gas leak and a cigarette lit.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, uh, but Tommy, Tommy does, uh, Tommy does believe that that it was a missile strike. So, uh, and Tommy doesn't believe that Kevin. When Kevin says that he knew the water wasn't poisoned, doesn't believe that either. So
1: that was BS on both those things. Yeah.
0: yeah, exactly. But they don't have time to talk that out because the car gets shot by Dean.
1: <laughs> Let's go. Dean.
0: This is another, this is just exhibit B of why you don't tell someone in the middle of a psychotic break that they're having a psychotic break. <laughs>
1: yeah. Kevin drinks poison. Dean starts going on a shooting rampage.
0: Yep. Yep. And just as Dean is about to shoot Kevin, Tommy shoots Dean in the
1: head. I wonder if Kevin's gonna, when, like, wish Dean shot him. Oh. I just, I just wonder if he's ever gonna set, cite this later in the series. Like, I wish you just let Dean shoot me. Or just, I wish Dean shot me. Just cause he's, you know, obviously having something with death right now. Some sort of dance.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you might. Well, we'll have to. We'll have to keep an eye out for but Kevin that.
1: Kevin does look really scarred after this. Like he's like shaking. Yeah, he has Tommy for a cigarette, and like he's shaking just to light but, it.
0: Yeah. Well, that was Tommy shaking too, though. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah. So Tommy shoots Dean in the head. Rip Dean.
1: Rip, yeah, I, I, I put that ripped Dean. Kevin, <laughs> you've changed. I
0: don't know. Yeah, you've changed. Oh boy. Uh, which is probably true. Kevin has changed. He seems to have uh, made some progress away from what he was in in uh, Maple Mapleton, whereas Dean seems to have gone the other way. They've kind of diverged.
1: Yeah, I will. Um, I'll miss the Wombo combo. The Wombo
0: combo, indeed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did a
1: lot of did a lot of possibly you can call shenanigans. Call it illegal acts, murder, kidnapping, uh, past control, whatever you want to call it. They did it.
0: (laughs) But Kevin wants Tommy to talk to, to a psychologist because he tells Tommy that it helped after he killed someone.
1: (laughs) Bit of a slip here.
0: I mean, is it a slip? I mean, he's a police officer, so he can probably get away with saying. Yeah.
1: But then Tommy gets confused. He's like, who? And I, I, because I think I don't think Kevin's ever professionally killed anyone as a cop.
0: I don't. I can't remember him actually killing anybody other than in international assassin. Exactly,
1: and then he thinks back to international assassin, and he talked, and that's the kill he admits. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he has. I think you might be right. I think I think there's a bit of a slip, a bit of a Freudian slip-esque type of thing. Not yeah. quite Freudian, but kind of. Yeah, it's a slip. He slipped up.
0: Yep. And then this is where the dog eats the peanut butter sandwich, just so the the seed of doubt is planted in our mind about whether or not Dean was. yeah, uh,
1: it's not a seed; it's a it's a sapling. It's fostering. Oh,
0: okay, a whole sapling. A whole sapling.
1: Is it Michelle? I would ask you a question. Okay. And I would. You can choose not to answer it. All right. Is the Wyoming senator, an incumbent senator, ever mentioned again?
0: I'm going to choose not to answer that.
1: It's not. See, I shouldn't have given you that as an option because I think, like, not your shoes. I, like, I think I would always pick that option. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> I don't think he comes back up again. I'll be shocked if he does.
0: Okay. Well, uh, Kevin goes home and when he gets home, Mary is, and is there talking to Nora and Noah's there too. And it turns out Mary, I think Noah's there. Is Noah there? Yeah. Noah's there playing. Yeah. yeah, it turns out Mary is taking Noah and leaving Matt and going back to Mapleton. And wow. yeah, so this is, oh, here's another character that they're shedding. So. Oh,
1: okay. Well, I don't know if they were shedding Mary. Oh, okay. When Mary says this, I don't know if they're going to shed her because she just came back. But I understand <laughs> yeah. if they shed her here. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's unique from our perspective. It's mm-hmm. like, um. Here's what I'll tell. If anyone ever proposes to someone, like, if I ever engaged anyone or like that, I feel like if you engage someone in, like, a public atmosphere, it's funny to do if you want to do Disney World or something, but when you get, like, you're at a concert, and they go, hey, uh, hey, if there's a Lori out there, Jim, Jim loves you dearly, and he wants to know if you'll marry him, right? Like, if you do that, or like a, like a baseball game or some sort of, you know, real yeah. big event, and you... Engage someone there. If the person being engaged says no, they look like the world's biggest jerk. Absolutely. Because, you know, this person, whatever, they've gone through some... like eh, It wasn't super easy. They've gone through some work to get this engaged, and like, here they are, they're on their knee, they've bought them a ring, but... You don't actually know the relationship. Like, for all I know, what if this is their first date? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, I have maybe a super abusive. Like, I have, you have no insight whatsoever. But, 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 it, like, even me, like, at, at first thought, if I if I were sitting there and I saw that happen, I would go, wow, what a jerk. But then in my head, I'd go, like, well, wait, okay, I don't know everything quite. But that's just your gut reaction. Yeah. So so, so Mary's saying, oh, I'm leaving with uh, Noah because, so my gut reaction is like, Mary, you're a jerk. Why is she just leaving Matt like that? Yeah, exactly. Why are you leaving, man? Like, the guy like, he cared for you for so long. He did all this for you, right? Now, the, the, the caveat being, we've seen none <laughs> of their relationship. did be good. it, Jarred, and Mary sights, "Hey, uh, he doesn't let me leave the city boundaries." I can understand. Let's say if I was mad, I'd probably be protective about that too. But like I said, I don't, I don't really know the innards of the relationship. But that, that's what that reminds me of. It reminds me of someone um, publicly what- engaging someone.
0: Yeah, that's a really good analogy. And and Kevin makes almost exactly that same point. Like, you know, Matt took care of you for all those years. Like, how can you possibly leave him and then Mary does explain all that. And she also drops the fact that he is writing a book about Kevin.
1: <laughs> Mary's and dropping bombs.
0: I and I, I love the line she uses. He thinks the New Testament is getting old. Yeah. <laughs> And he got pretty excited when he rose from the dead. Oh. so yeah. Anything you want to say before we get to the church?
1: No, I thought that was also a pretty good scene. Like all these scenes. Yeah. So good, I'm surprised you only gave us a nine. Uh, honestly. <laughs> honestly, like like The worst scene is I don't know, uh, Maybe when he's talking in front of the police force, but that's the first time you get to see Nora come back. So I nine that I don't
0: I, y uh, you're probably right. I I might I might up this to a ten.
1: We'll see.
0: Like a We'll see. Anywho. But so I love this scene at the church too. I, I really love this. Kevin just kind of walks into the church and, and confronts Matt and Michael. You talk
1: uh, about oh, I'm sorry. Oh here, actually keep going. I'll bring it up. Yeah. Or remind so, me to bring a block.
0: Okay. And Mike Michael appears to also know about this book and apparently there's only one copy of it <laughs> handwritten.
1: written yeah what a what terrible that seems like a bit of a like a plot device that like hey, we have one yeah. written
0: copy it, it definitely does
1: why do you mean one written copy just yeah. just don't write it or type it <laughs> much easier actually you can edit it much, uh, whatever
0: yeah. Uh, so yeah yeah exactly yeah, t- type it out first and then if you want a written copy make a written copy
1: exactly so <laughs>
0: yeah but apparently there's only one copy and then john arrives and he doesn't seem at all surprised about the book no. and Kevin's very taken aback by this <laughs> uh, it's a little shocking because john just seems to be as all in on this as matt and michael although they- so this is like Locke
1: and his disciples that always was about in
0: Lost. This yeah. is like
1: Kevin with his disciples. I want... to so hear we'll t- talk about it a
0: bit more. This right, Locke. So, so Locke... Do uh, you want to talk about Locke? Well,
1: well, well, no, that's all I want to say on that. It's like Locke kind of tries to win people over. Yeah. Right? I, that's like a person you always try to make. In this case, Kevin's kind of won these people over. And they think of him in a very, like, virtual... Even like a whole, like he 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 is so special. He warrants a book, but it's like the exact opposite because Kevin doesn't like this. He's like, nah, nah,
0: come on, guys, yeah. right? Yeah, this is almost. I mean, again, we always compare Locke to Matt, and this is almost like Matt's collection of disciples for Kevin.
1: Yeah, there you go. Okay, yeah.
0: Think of it as as Locke's collection of disciples for the island. Yeah. So yeah, so the, but seeing John here. Like levels this up.
1: It does because we know how he's the man. He's like the biggest man of science, if there was ever any. Yes, Cuz TV series in season two, right? He he was going after people physically, like burning down houses. Yes, he's wrecking people, kicking Matt out. Just you know, anyone that was any glimpse of a spiritual one here. Here he is agreeing with Matt. Uh, you know, he talks about his story of shooting Kevin
0: yeah you know and they all tell their stories i love it so much to
1: tell their stories
0: yeah you know you i i shot you and at point blank range and you got up you know michael says i buried you in the ground and eight hours later you you drank poison i buried you in the ground eight hours later you crawled out and matt tells this isn't really matt's story to tell but matt tells the story of how he jumped into the the, the spring uh with a cinder block around his ankle and an earthquake saved you <laughs> and kevin says here i i can die <laughs> and matt says of course you can just not here so that's the crux of matt's argument it's not that Kevin can't die is that he can't die in Miracle. So this is as much about Miracle as it is about Kevin.
1: Yeah. Which is great for business. (laughs) You're a toy seller that writes this great novel.
0: Unlike this. So this this could be called the Book of Kevin or it could be called the Book of Miracle. You know, so. But it's just it's just as much about both of them. Uh, But (laughs) Kevin says, I'm not Jesus. No, but the beard looks good on you. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, so before you, so text Matt, but I want to, have you ever seen, you, you've seen Monty Python? Oh right?
0: yeah. I've seen
1: yeah. Life of Brian. Yes. Do you remember the, uh, do you remember the, you're the Messiah? I film? think. It, I mean, it's like, so I've seen memes of people do this, but just like the concept of Brian, start, people start saying he's the Messiah and he's like, I'm not the Messiah. No, you're the Messiah. Only a Messiah would say that. You're the Messiah. They, they keep accusing him. They're telling him he's the Messiah, and yep. Brian's very vehement that he's not the Messiah. And this is what this reminds me of so much of.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This life of Kevin. I'm, I'm just, exactly. exactly. It's a cool. normal guy. Yeah, yeah. And, and Kevin does, you know, he did. He goes after Matt, but he does understand Matt. What well, he doesn't understand is John. How, how is John buying into this? Cause John's been the man of science. You know, if, if Matt was the man of faith, John was the man of science, you know, and Kevin in season one was the man of science and season two, he kind of walked the line between science and faith. Um, and now he's kind of being forced into faith. But I think
1: he's the man of faith
0: though. You you think Kevin is the man of faith?
1: Not, not, not complete, but I think uh, he's more, uh, he's, He believes quite a bit in faith compared to what he used to.
0: Yes, I think he does. too. And I think, again, just like on Lost, we have to start thinking about this as a spectrum. Because other characters are going to get brought into this as well uh, and kind of tested on the spectrum of science versus faith. So right now, I think we have Matt on the extreme end of faith. And from what we can see, well, probably mary on the extreme end of science (laughs) Mm. would you say or kevin on the the extreme end of science
1: Mm. kevin is not the extreme end of science
0: okay yeah and then you know uh michael certainly is closer to matt john is definitely closer to matt although probably not as close as as michael uh, and we have yet to see where people like Nora and Lori are going to land on this spectrum. Although, I think you probably have a good idea where Lori's going to land on this spectrum. Yeah, Lori, I
1: think, is going to be the, the biggest man. Not man, but uh, it's funny because John is definitely a person of faith. I think Lori is certainly a big person of science. So. Yeah,
0: and yet they're married.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> fine. Yeah. yeah. But speaking so, of you know, faith, mm-hmm. John still has quite a bit for Evie.
0: Oh, yeah. He says we can't be going through all this for nothing. And he doesn't believe that Evie's dead just because they have the dental records.
1: I lost teeth as a kid. At least you can lose for you. <laughs> He's telling me nothing.
0: Okay. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> but, yeah. But they do end up giving him the book. And Kevin thinks that and says as much that Matt's insane. But Matt tells Kevin that uh, he has glass in his hair. So, which is interesting because this, you know when he says this, you know this is going in the book too. <laughs> if he ever gets the book back, that Matt
1: is, Matt is loving every time he gets to see Kevin because he gets to write something new. His
0: yep. book. it's like you have glass in your hair. But Kevin takes the book leaves, goes outside he sees like you know a a garbage can uh, barbecue grill takes the grating off and he's about to throw the book into the trash bin to burn it but he looks up and there's a plane flying was was it flying a banner or making
1: making it out of like the
0: the, wild whatever uh, so 13 days to go and a bird flies across this is this looks like a dove or pigeon or which is a type of pigeon (laughs) and then there are suddenly lots of them and turns out
1: a transition
0: it's a great transition right there are carrier pigeons and the carrier pigeons land in this you know place where carrier pigeons land and the handlers of the the handler of the carrier pigeons pulls off all the notes and throws them away which is in stark contrast to what M- miller did in the very first scene where the carrier pigeons brought him a message and he announced it to everybody and they tried to get raptured you know this handler of the pigeons pulls the notes off doesn't even read them and just chucks them okay. hmm. the handler takes these doves and bikes to a church, I mean, through the middle of seemingly nowhere. I mean, there's like, there are sheep here. They're, that's about it. Like Pastors of sheep. Uh, she takes them to a nun who is in a garden, gardening. And the nun says, we don't usually get so many so close together.
1: Ooh, and she sounds Australian.
0: Oh, she does sound Australian. Okay. What do you think she means by, I don't usually get so many so close together?
1: Uh, get these many pigeons
0: okay Uh, and then she says love is in the air
1: that i didn't understand
0: all right and
1: valentine's day is coming up soon
0: oh i don't know (laughs) and then she calls the handler sarah and she says sarah does the name kevin mean anything to you and this is our first look at sarah's face when she turns around and sarah says no
1: Okay. And then, yeah, we get some foreboding music in the end.
0: Yeah. So, okay, that's good. what do you make of the scene? What's this supposed to be?
1: Oh, well, you know, it's just Sarah and the nun dropping off some birds. We don't know who Sarah is. Never met a Sarah yet the series. Right. Sarah doesn't know who Kevin is. I don't think there's any more to go past that on.
0: So, why did they show it to us, then? I have no clue. You... <laughs>
1: I'm surprised you're not as upset as I thought you'd be.
0: Well, because... I mean, there's there's no... I mean, I don't think there's any way you could possibly know what this is. I mean, when I first saw this...
1: Well, no, well, I, okay, okay, okay. Well, I didn't comment yet that that person is clearly Nora.
0: Okay, but why is she called Sarah, then?
1: Oh, okay. Well, my presumption is... So I have two two possibilities. Okay, two possibilities.
0: when you say that person is clearly Nora, do you mean that person is clearly Carrie Coon, who's the actor who plays Nora, or do you mean that's yeah. actually Nora,
1: oh, the actor that plays Nora? I guess okay. it never goes by the name Nora, but I'm gonna pres- I'm gonna assume it's actually Nora,
0: with it just going by a different name. Yeah. Okay.
1: So my assumption, is it goes two ways. Well, actually, three of them. I just thought of either A. It is, uh... Nora. I mean... I Okay, here's how I'm very confident, Nora. She says, I'm gonna go for a bike ride. Which I think is like a, a nod that...
0: Oh, earlier. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Okay. I think that's a nod. Now, I don't think she goes to a bike ride here. Does this now. Because that's I think this is on Australia. Alright. And I don't think she could have done all this. From general. I don't think she could do this. There's three possibilities. Either... She also knows of the hotel and she, you know, does whatever and she gets into that, uh, like the other side and does this whatnot there. I don't think that's it though. I think it's either a flashback. Okay. Or a flash forward. All right. Because I know Linda Love likes those things.
0: Okay. When you say in Possibility One, uh, you talked about the hotel. Are you saying that if Possibility One is true, this is her hotel world? Yeah,
1: she goes to the hotel and maybe she goes out of the hotel and she does this stuff. I'll, I don't know quite what she does, but I should, like this is well, her stuff she likes to do.
0: It's interesting because Kevin, in the his first trip to the hotel, was called Kevin Harvey. So it was like kind of like his name, but not quite. And, well,
1: that's because he was an assassin. Okay. Yeah, you picked the assassin trait.
0: Well, here Nora is called Sarah. That's true. And we don't know why.
1: This, 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 I'm more inclined to guess that this is a forward like, uh, viewing thing just cause just cause we see, so this this would have to be before she lost her children or during that three year gap this happened, like this might be kind of what happened to Lily or like events after the Lily, so here here here's what I'll say, cause when we see Nora, she doesn't have a cast in her arm so it can't be recent okay, cause so I also know she just didn't leave her house and biked and did this unless she took off the cast yeah? okay Yep. So, that can't be the case we know we've seen Nora a year after the departure and we've regularly seen her since except for that three year gap and for the year prior or like that year gap so she could have gone off and done this then I don't think she did this beforehand because she had children and they were kind of you know growing up so she would have had to do this much before she had children and I think you know they made her look a little younger than this and okay. this just kind of has me written of the le- like I the leftovers showing more stuff before the left before the departure wouldn't make sense for this this is definitely a post-departure so either this happened during the three-year like gap mm-hmm. and in some way this attributed to what's up with Lily or like maybe little something happened like, this, this, this contributes to it in some way or this is a forward uh we're seeing something in the future Gotcha. I feel like I feel like this is more in the future because I feel like whatever happened to her hand like the cast in her hand happened to, whatever happened to Lily, that's just a presumption. Maybe the Lily's still uh, around here in this, if this was during the three years, but those those are my two uh predictions. I'm gonna lean more on the flash forward. But as okay. is the them telling us what's gonna happen.
0: But I think okay. we're
1: gonna to go to crap.
0: What was that last line?
1: Things are going to go to crap for Nora to some degree.
0: Oh, okay. You think this signifies going to crap?
1: Yeah. Oh, maybe. I don't know. She's just, just kind of <laughs> like, she's not, she's saying she doesn't know who Kevin is. I mean, now maybe there's like element of her trying to protect Kevin, but I, I, it's too, I, there's a lot, a lot of different possibilities of what this could be. Okay. well, uh, my first guess is flash forward. Second is flash back into that three year been prior and then I'm trying to think I guess like or in third third being is the hotel okay you went to the other side those are my those are my three
0: gotcha okay I mean I don't really want to say too much about it um so we'll, I think I think we'll stick with your theories and try because oh, to... I'm
1: right I, it might be all three at once.
0: Oh, boy, that, now that would be timey-wimey.
1: <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad you liked the episode, Mr. Sal.
0: Love it. Okay, well. So, are you on a 10? Yeah, I'm on a 10. Nice.
1: <laughs> are you Oops. on a 9?
0: Uh,
1: did I talk you up uh, on your own episode into a 10
0: You may have talked me up. You know, I think... <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you, a lot of the research that I did on the Millerites beforehand got me so excited about this episode that, that maybe, yeah, maybe I, maybe I do want to bump this up to a 10. I'll bump it up to a 10.
1: Oh, look at that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Amazing. I'll bump it up to a 10. It, it's awesome. It's so it's good.
1: Great, this, this is a great episode.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I miss
1: some of the All Stars, Virgil. Patty. but we get some you know we get some old stars Dean <laughs> and miss Holy Wayne I don't I
0: mean. yeah, 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 but you know Dean compensates for a lot, doesn't he? He's a good man <laughs> Dean is something he's a good man. well, I'll tell you what this is a great setup to the rest of a, an outstanding another outstanding season of the leftovers.
1: So you predicted that this would be my favorite episode of the season. No I didn't. Okay, I thought you did. Never mind, I'll take that back then.
0: I, I predicted that this would be your favorite premiere episode of the series. Oh well okay. Fair enough. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's what I
1: Let's say this might be my favorite episode of the season. I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with this episode.
0: Uh, so alright. Uh, this is crazy. I'm looking at my rankings for this season. Now that I've moved, bumped this up to a ten, there's only one nine th- that I've given in this season. Everything else is ten. Mr.
1: Seth, a... surely you can't give this a ten then. Why not? Ah, Okay. Well, this is wow. That that speaks volumes. We'll see here. I also so you use TV time. Yes. App, very much like uh, oh, yeah. Tommy like, Time. You like to to know
0: who the favorite character was. Yeah, for
1: those of you that don't know, Mr. Sal uses an app to keep track of the shows he's watched and to rate the shows on them. But along with rating them, uh, the app also tells you can choose your favorite character for that episode. And I'm always intrigued by who, what people felt were the favorite characters. My prediction is going to be Kevin. Could be Matt. I feel like Matt's a fan favorite.
0: Mm-hmm
1: but probably kevin.
0: Uh, kevin 88%. Oh, okay, fair enough. Who's second? <laughs> uh second is Nora 6%. Criminal. That 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 doesn't make any sense at all. Criminal. That's that is that is a vote in the context of the series the season as a whole. Criminal. That's what that is. Uh for reference, the next highest character, third place, 2% Jill okay
1: criminal that,
0: that's that's a lifetime achievement award some
1: some some people some people just shouldn't get the right to vote that's what's now. Okay, that's... Oh, no. anyway. yeah that's
0: that's that's what happens sometimes you know it's it's for the same reason you know if a character dies in an episode they're going to be ranked the favorite
1: <laughs> I do love that idea, like mm-hmm. memorial.
0: <laughs> exactly, <laughs> we so, will remember so, you. So Jill is ranked the favorite or uh, third favorite here because this is her only scene in the series. Do you ever
1: look at the? Can you see the character ratings before you rate?
0: Yeah, but has it, it ever
1: spoiled the death for you?
0: Oh no, you can't. Oh, okay, I'm I mean. okay, okay. No, uh, you can't see the the character rankings before you rate.
1: Okay, okay. I was like, huh.
0: Once oh, this is odd. Jill's
1: getting a bunch of ratings. Old. 90%. I I'm halfway through the episode. I've barely seen her.
0: Yeah. odd. <laughs> once you do the ranking, you can move your ranking around to see what the rankings would be like if you moved your vote. So usually it doesn't change them. Because usually there are enough people.
1: Yeah, you're a negligible
0: who, one. Yeah. So so anything else you want to say about season or episode one, the book of Kevin? A great episode. Okay, it, it is, is awesome.
1: one of my favorites in the series. Yeah,
0: that's fantastic. I'm really glad to hear that. Folks, I think this
1: is a hard act to follow. I'm, I'm gonna feel bad for. So no,
0: you're two. gonna, hate the, you're gonna hate the next
1: episode. Okay. <laughs> it's a hard act to follow. Like this is the next episode. I'll be surprised if it gets over an eight.
0: I, I, I promise you, it won't.
1: <laughs> it's gonna be rough, man.
0: I promise you it well, won't. Yeah, you're going to hate the next episode. Uh, speaking of the next episode, the next episode's episode two. The title, do you want me to tell you the title? Yeah. yeah. The title is Don't Be Ridiculous.
1: <gasps> I know what that means. You know what it means.
0: I know, I know what that means. So aren't you glad you did your homework? That is,
1: uh, for those of you that don't know and have not been doing homework, that is a Belkies catchphrase in the hit sitcom... Perfect Strangers, starring yep. and Larry. <laughs> As if the, I don't know the actor names,
0: but um, I would
1: recommend you watch the pilot.
0: Yeah, balky is Bronson Pinchot, and Larry is Mark Lynn Baker. and Larry.
1: Mm-hmm. Bringing it at you. So
0: episode 2 is called Don't Be Ridiculous. When I saw the title of the episode, I got so excited.
1: Yeah, because you you knew that Perfect Strangers was part of leftovers.
0: Yeah. yeah, so Perfect Strangers is going to play heavily into the next episode.
1: I'm very excited. But you'll hate it. Yeah. Wait,
0: <laughs> wait a <laughs>
1: second. Do you actually think I'm going to hate the next episode?
0: It's Nora's episode. You're going to hate it.
1: We'll see that. This can give it some light. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like you, Mister. So- I don't write things off just because good character
0: okay all right unless it's nora
1: unless it's nora <laughs> listen they can they can make her better i just want to see listen there's some drama here that they can work with what happened to lily like this is this is some new guilt stuff that they can work on that'll make me like nora
0: well you're gonna get some satisfaction on that front
1: like i'm i'm not i don't hate nora it's just like i kind got sick of her story <laughs> it's kind of like the same thing just different ways she kept looking at it which is fine i guess but like i didn't feel like there was any real evolution all that much but basically it was just her scared of the departure and didn't want it happening again yeah that was basically that
0: okay well we'll see if if they evolve her character enough for you in this next episode which is don't be ridiculous folks if you want to get in touch with us email us at showhopperspodcast.gmail.com make those flyers hand them out
1: or if you have a plane spell out show hoppers on your plane
0: oh great idea
1: no problem that (laughs) was free of charge just pay for the plane
0: yep uh feel free or please do give us those five star ratings and share the podcast with as many uh entities and individuals as you can boy. anything else cool
1: i got nothing else to say
0: All right, well, folks, thanks. Thank you for listening. And we'll look forward to uh, getting together next week to discuss. Don't be ridiculous.